What's up, hybrids? Welcome back to another episode of the Phantom Hybrid Podcast. This is Hanako, and I am here with Anthony, Lori, and Mike. And we are discussing the new Disney Plus series, Loki. Yay! Huzzah. We get another Marvel show after, I think it's been, what, a month since the end of Falcon and the Winter Soldier? That was a long month to mm-hmm. have to wait. And having hardly anything to watch. It, was it didn't terrible. seem like it's been that long. I it, feel like it was just yesterday. No, it no. felt long. Comparing no. that WandaVision and the Falcon and the Winter Soldier were only like, what, two weeks apart? Mm-hmm. Then we had yeah. to wait a month for this one. I was like... I, I'd even say it was almost closer to five weeks, to be honest with you. You might be right. Because I, I know that we're talking about the, li- the length of the break, but honestly, what blows me away the most about this is that each series is getting better yes and and the fact that you can really especially with this one can see the money that they put behind it because the set design on this is awesome i work in a really really old factory and i'm laughing because some of the stuff that they were showing them using i'm going i've used that sort of stuff like (laughs) as recently as the last time i was in the office and arguably for me this set design is my favorite out of the three. Like, I, I think this is something that I, out of all three of them, you can tell that they put a lot of thought, work, and energy into mm-hmm. making it, into making it like functional retro and right. functional futuristic retro. So, I mean, it was, it blew me away, especially with the orange and sepia tones that they used. It was, it was fire. I loved it. Yeah. I'm, yeah. I'm just again impressed that they are going all out and this stuff is cinema quality again yeah. I feel like I'm watching the first part of a movie because you know I've been watching a lot of TV and the, the quality and and craftsmanship is just top notch in what they're trying to do yeah. um, when, they looked at, when they look when they looked out over that city like in the like the expanse of like time city inside there I was yes. like shit that cost that cost more than like something's whole like full two or three seasons worth like that's some that's some high quality cgi like holy shit i was geeking out over the fact that when they showed that city and you saw the statues and they had the trench coats on that was so cool i mean i i'm i'm currently on season five of rewatching agents of shield and their production value is nowhere near what they gave these people. And mm-hmm. Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. was pretty good as far as storyline, but they always had sort of crappy sets. But this is, yeah. But I can also see Hanako's whole thing about having to go back and, you know, refresh your memory because if you hadn't recently seen, you know, a few of the movies, you were confused yeah. on the opening stuff. There was a lot of stuff that I was sitting in, like, I'm watching it and it's been a few years since I've watched like a lot of the earlier MCU films. Mm-hmm. So after I watched this first episode, first of all, I felt like it was too short, like with WandaVision and I think also with the Falcon and the Winter Soldier, they dropped the first two episodes at the same time. So the fact that they only dropped one for Loki, I was literally, you know, I was with my remote at the TV, like, okay, so where's the rest of it? Like, wait, what? We don't get a second. Like, like y'all are really gonna make me wait another week to get episode two? How dare yeah, I, I got, you? I got thrown off because someone had posted oh the runtime for the first two episodes. I was like, oh cool, that means they're gonna drop the first two episodes. Yes, I, was like, I was one of those people right. that posted Where's that. The other episode. Where is it? I was yeah. so upset, and then I wanted, I wanted more, but at the same time, 
I was like, you know, I've been so focused on all of the other storylines and with Wanda and with Falcon and the Winter Soldier. And I'm like, okay, I didn't really do any prep for Loki. Like I didn't go back and watch any of the older movies with his stuff because I didn't know what direction they were going in with the show. Like we knew that his show was going to deal with time travel and we knew it was going to deal with his timeline in the MCU. I just didn't know how that was going to work. So I didn't want to go back and watch something and then end up confusing myself. (laughs) So I was like, okay, let me watch the first episode. And then after I watched the first episode, it's like you're looking at some of these things, especially the part where Loki is kind of looking at what his life was like, or excuse me, what his life is supposed to be like, the life that we have actually seen on screen. And I'm watching all of these and I'm like, I'm getting nostalgic. I'm like... I want to go back and watch all of this now. So after I watched the first episode, I did go back and watch the Avengers and I watched Infinity War, but I feel like now I need to go back and watch the Thor movies as well. I just, it wasn't, it wasn't long enough. And because we only got one episode, I was feeling like really let down. I was like, y'all could have gave us another episode. It would have been okay. Um, Slight nerd confession. Um, I've never seen Thor Dark World. But it's like I feel like out of all the all the clips I've seen of it, out of everything that I know what's gonna happen, like I'm not missing much because the first two Thor movies were kind of meh. Like, you know, you could you could either watch them or not watch them or but it's like I still haven't taken the time to actually watch Thor Dark World. And that's the second movie. No, I'm talking about Thor Dark World. I'm talking about the okay. second Oh, that's a where, horrible movie. They should have never filmed it. Where was it where where his mom dies? And it's, it's a like, horrible I, movie. It, yeah. It's not horrible. It, it's, it's, it's 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 just it's, not it's not it's probably it's not. out of the three Thor movies, that one's probably the worst. It's the worst. I won't say that it's horrible. It's not horrible though. I liked certain parts of it, but I don't think it held up to the first one and it definitely didn't hold up to Ragnarok because I think Ragnarok no. is one of the best. MCU films, period. And it's one of the right. best Thor films because that first Thor movie had a lot of issues. And the second one, it was it's it was depressing. And I I there's certain things that if I want to be good and properly depressed, I will watch the following. I will watch Battlestar Galactica, new one, or I'll watch Sons of Anarchy. If I just want to slit my wrist, I watch those two shows. Okay. This was up there. I'm just saying. Okay, for, first of all, you knew. Sons of Anarchy, it's dark and depressing, but it's like, if you know it's Hamlet going in, you know it's going to happen. I know, at the I, end. Know, you know I know. You know it's going to happen. I know. So you I know, know you can be prepared so for it. It was so much fun, though. It was so and, much fun. And Thor the Dark World suffers from the same thing, I hate to bring it up, as Wonder Woman 1984 suffers from. The mm. first movie was so good, was so mm-hmm. much better mm-hmm. than anything you could imagine. And you want to follow it up. It's going to be hard to follow. Yeah, you know that's why the next Wonder Woman movie is probably going to be great, but that second one is is going to be terrible no matter what. And <laughs> this set Thor: The Dark World is like, eh, this is what you guys came up with, really? Okay. Yeah. Well, I think the storyline with uh, with Jane that that with that red mister where the heck it was that was going on with her, I think that if they would have taken that out and did something different, I think it could have saved that movie, but it didn't. 
But as far as Loki is concerned, one of the things that got me really jazzed is that as you're watching the intro and watching some of the past stuff, is that each, and I caught this and I went back and I checked, each time they show the Marvel Studios logo, it's catered to the character. So this Mm -hmm. one is green and and yellow, which I thought was kind of cool. Because the other ones are different was had the WandaVision colors and then the other one had the Falcon and Winter Soldier. Yeah. So I was like, oh, this is actually kind of neat. So yeah, it was and and the thing that Mark said that really got him, because like I said, he he loves this sort of weird stuff. He was like, This is very Doctor Who. You know, and he was extremely yeah. get, you know, you know what? It. it felt my, like um, a Doctor Who episode. Yeah, yeah. am I am I I have, we have a group chat going on with Sci-Fi Party Line podcast, the other podcast I'm on sometimes. And um, that was one of the things Charles posted this morning when he watched it. He was like, it felt like a Doctor Who episode. Yeah, I have that in my notes right here. It, <laughs> felt, like a, it felt like the beginning of a Doctor Who episode. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So let's get into Loki. So the episode starts out in New York City in 2012. They are in Stark Tower. This is just after the Avengers have defeated the Chitauri and captured Loki. So we get to see a little bit of that part where they're going down in the elevator. They're taking Loki and they have the silver case with the Tesseract. And this is where they come up against the agents and they're kind of fighting over the case. And Loki's just standing there kind of, um, he's shackled, he's muffled, and he's just looking at everything going on. And as, and I think this was Captain America who picked it up and was, you know, trying to walk away with it. And then the Hulk comes out of the stairwell and he's mad because they made him take the stairs instead of getting on the elevator with everybody else. So the case slides across the floor and it lands right there in front of Loki. He picks up the Tesseract and he disappears with it. And I remember when this happened in Endgame, my first thought was, okay, this is going to be a problem at some point in the future. (laughs) (laughs) Because now you have a Loki out there who is not a part of the regular timeline. Right. Right. That's going to come up later. Yes, of course. So then we get the credits and like Lori said, the credits kind of, you see a little bit more of the green and yellows of Loki, but one of the things that someone pointed out, I think it was after Falcon and the Winter Soldier, if you look at the credits now from anything from Marvel Studios, you will notice that the characters that are died, there's little flashes and their montages are grayed out as opposed to everybody else in color. I was like, that's such a depressing thing to be aware of. Because now every time I see it come up, I'm like, oh, he's gray. She's gray. Oh, this is so depressing. (laughs) But anyway, so Loki. When Loki disappears with the Tesseract, he ends up in the Gobi Desert in Mongolia and he comes across the native peoples he's trying to figure out like where is he how did he get there and this is where we <laughs> first encounter the tva the time no, 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 but first but first but first you got you got you have to say like when he wakes up and he sees the mongolians looking at him he jumps on a rock and instantly tries to be loki again like he, was, he says <laughs> i am loki of asgard and i am burdened with greater purpose and they're looking at him, and one of them says, "With glorious purpose, with glorious purpose, glorious purpose." Yeah. And one of them's like, "Who are you?" 
it's like it, it just did not work out for him and that's when the tvr shows up that that, that was funny to me because he thought he was just gonna take up where he left off and they were just like i'm sorry you are I'm so glad they cut him short for that because when he started doing that, my mind went to that very last scene in the stand when Randall Flagg showed up. <laughs> I was like, oh God, please don't pull a Randall Flagg. That's so horrible. Like I was for those of you who don't know, Randall Flagg, when he was, I guess, banished, he he was naked. He stood up in front of some indigenous people on the island of people who had never seen anyone else before. Right. This is from and Stephen King's the sand. Stephen King's sand. It was very similar. Another another shout out would be to how similar this was to Tony Stark when he crashed yeah. in the first mm. Iron Man movie. Yeah. Um, it was almost the same shot for for the same thing, and I and I want to say they they're trying to they're trying to um, to maybe allude to the fact that this Loki is is going to have to change in the same way that Tony came out of the desert, a changed man. Yeah, and I, and I uh-huh. think that that's not a theory. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, you know, I it. wondered how far <laughs> into the podcast we were going to get before Anthony said, that's not a theory. I'm just making... What's that, 15 making, minutes? I'm making an observation. <laughs> an observation. It's a very similar shot. Very similar scene. Um, where's my thesaurus? I need to break out my thesaurus again. <laughs> but, but, but see... But see, the best part of how I knew this was a special episode is when he gets knocked the fuck out and, and they do the slot, the time, and the, the slow, I, oh my God, oh my, I was laughing so hard. That, that oh, was and, like the best that was pretty fucking awesome. And let's, let's not forget that at this point, like, as, as Marvel fans, we have seen everything so far in MCU dealing with Loki. Like, we know his whole entire story. But exactly. this particular Loki, mm-hmm. we had only seen in two movies. Like, right. the only thing we know about him is he's Thor's asshole brother mm-hmm. who's been trying to take over the world. Right. Who tried to sell out humanity to become a, a king or whatever. So, of course, he's going to stand up on a rock and be like, I'm Loki of Asgard. Worship me. Of course. Yeah, but Loki of Asgard got his ass handed to him. Oh, like God, it, was, it was, it was, it was perfect. I mean, you know, it's just you're at one six whatever the time, and she just puts the thing up. One sixteenth. She hit him and put him in one sixteenth speed. Oh you my know, goodness! But you're feeling all the pain that the regular amount. <laughs> that was oh, it was awesome, hilarious, and amazing at the same time. So basically, what happens is after, like Mike said, Loki stands on his rock and he goes through his "I am Loki of Asgard, bow before me," blah blah blah. A window or a doorway, I should say, appears, and there are some uniformed soldiers, armed uniformed soldiers, who appear. And then we get this other person who is clearly in charge. And we later learn her to be Hunter B-15. And she is part of the Time Variance Authority. And she basically tells Loki, she identifies him as a variant. And she says that he is being arrested for disturbing the sacred timeline. And of course, we're all sitting here like, what's the sacred timeline? What's going on? And, and even Loki is like, uh, who's us? And, you know, they're giving him the chance to come quietly and Loki being Loki, you know, that's not going to happen. 
he literally says, uh, it's been a very long day and I think I've had my fill of idiots in armored suits telling me what to do. So if you don't mind, this is actually your last chance. So he, yeah, he tries to pull his, I'm the big bad Loki. I'm powerful. I'm about to take you guys out. And then this is where, you know, when he gets ready to walk up to her, she hits him in the face with her staff. And I don't even know if we can properly describe what his face does in this instant. I don't know if there's a way to describe it, but basically it's like you think about the force of motion that it takes to hit someone in the face and you can imagine, you know, their their face kind of rolling and their lips kind of rolling. Now imagine that in like super slow motion. And it's literally it's it's so comic. Like if you haven't seen the show yet, you need to go and watch this and if you have seen the show, you know exactly what I'm talking about, there is no way to describe this because you see everything. You see his facial expression change and the face is moving and she slaps this collar on him. And that's when she tells him you are at 116th speed, but you feel all of that pain in real time. And then he just falls on the ground. And it's one of those things where it's just kind of like, if that's the kind of humor they're going to start this show mm -hmm. out with. Like we aren't even five minutes into the show. This is happening at three minutes, 25 seconds. <sighs> I'm going to have to brace myself. Like I laughed so much with this first episode. His lips doing the wave in slow motion like that. Yes. Okay. Hilarious. That's a great way to describe it. The wave. <laughs> because I couldn't, I was like, I don't even know how to describe this. Uh, it, that was, yeah so <laughs> it was it was priceless i like i said i just started laughing because i was like okay now 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 it's a party as they would say <laughs> right and hunter b15 is played by um the the absolutely gorgeous i'm so infatuated with Mumi gorgeous and amazing yeah Yes, most people will probably recognize her more recently from Lovecraft Country, in which she was fucking amazing. She played Ruby on that show. Singing ass And Ruby. to see her man. in... The, man, so yeah, she, she was amazing in that show. And just in this... Like, she hasn't even been on screen for a full minute yet. And she's already established her authority <laughs> in this episode. I'm here for it. I'm so ready to see what this character is about to be and what she's about to do because already she snatched Loki's wig in 45 seconds. I'm here for it. <laughs> but anyway, so, so they pick up the Tesseract, they subdue Loki and they get ready to take him through the doorway, but they set what they call a reset charge. And so this reset charge, it looks kind of like a bomb. And what it does is when it goes off, it emits this field. And I'm assuming because we didn't get to see it fully charge or fully go off. I'm assuming that what it does is it resets the timeline to before Loki appears. So I'm going to assume that means that those natives who were there in Mongolia also will not remember that he ever showed up. So it's almost like erasing his presence. So like I said, not even five minutes in, they've done this. I have so many questions now. <laughs> and you think about, this is not the first show that we've dealt with with time travel. 
And it's one of the things Ant always says he doesn't like shows that deal with time travel because there are so many variables. There are so many things that can go wrong. There are so many things that you can't really explain and but, make But the it make interesting sense. thing about where this show looks like it's going to go is they're trying to fix all of the issues that I see is a problem with time travel. <laughs> it's like we're, we're gonna we're gonna show Anthony Liggins everything. <laughs> this is how you fix the jacked up time travel. This is how you fix it. This is what we're here for. And, That's what the TVA does. And are we you put, are you are you an what? undercover agent of the TVA? Is this why you always have a problem with time travel in certain shows? Is that what's going on here? In a perfect world, I would be a member of the TVA. I would probably be a supervisor, a shift supervisor. Yeah, yeah you, you probably would. would. I thought about would. that when we were watching this. I said, you know what? I said, if we had a choice to pick any job in any world, fictional, non-fictional, whatever, to do, I was like, I can see Anthony working here because he's going to make sure that shit makes what, sense. What, what, what's her name? Hunter B-15? B fifteen, yes. She is me. <laughs> that that is me. That's that would be me. Like yeah. we're gonna fix the timelines because this shit is wrong. We're gonna make right. it right. That that is me. <laughs> That's what I'm going to right. do. Right. But I, you know, like I said, when I saw them setting those charges, immediately I thought of a whole bunch of questions. But I was like, okay, Hanako, simmer no. down. Just watch the rest of the episode no. first because they may actually explain some of this no. stuff. So. Like I said, they jump through the doorway. They escort Loki to this place. And it's almost like a reception area. You have a desk. You have a guy at a desk, you know, talking to people. You have um, another officer who is trying to escort somebody else out. And as they're making a little bit of commotion, Loki decides he's going to try to make a run for it. (laughs) So Hunter B-15, she has some kind of device in her hand. And when she clicks it, Loki literally disappears from the space he had gotten to and reappears right back where he was. And he's looking at her like, what the fuck? And he tries it again and she presses the button again and here he comes again. And it's literally, it's literally a a teleporting shot collar. It's like, it's like a teleporting invisible fence. Like you like, you go too far and it's like, right. I said, I kept saying, rewind, (laughs) rewind. Exactly. Exactly. But the funny thing is, is, he was the only thing that was rewinding. It was like, it wasn't rewinding everybody. It was just bringing him back to a particular point. And I don't even think it was a rewind. It was just literally taking, it's almost like he stepped. I think the most realistic thing for me to think of was if Dr. Strange had opened a portal up under him where he ended Mm -hmm. and then re, you know, again, I, I watched Infinity War, so I was looking at the battle on Titan when Spider-Man was fighting Thanos, and he was, you know, he was being his usual smart ass, but he was hitting Thanos and disappearing and hitting him and disappearing because that's what Strange was doing. He was opening a portal here to, you know, for Spider-Man to jump into and then opening a portal somewhere else for him to reappear. That's kind of how this played out. Well, that's, like, that's, what, it, that's what it looked like, but she yeah. was literally resetting. Like, she, she was sending him back to where he started. Like, he wasn't, right. yeah. exactly. he wasn't teleporting. She was just, like, resetting yeah. him back. Yeah, yeah. From. But, but that's, that's why I was like. saying she's resetting him, but 
it's not a because usually if you if you think about something when you rewind something you're taking it back to the same point but you're also erasing the progress that they made so it would be like he would be looking at her as the as he did the first time don't make me pull my time card badge out (laughs) no 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 i'm just saying so it's funny because she reset him and he was fully aware that he had been reset because the second time she did it he touched the collar like oh is this was making her do that like technically he should remember what happened it's just that she she changed his location and time yeah she can't adjust his memory because that's how time travel should work but whatever that's neither here nor there <laughs> but see, that's, yeah like you said that's the way it should work but the way that we've seen things it's almost like when people go back in time they don't remember what happened from the time that they were at their original point to the time where they left to come back in time so it's going to sound like we're talking in circles and i'm not making sense so i'm still it, it's like watching this i'm having to train my brain to come up with the correct terminology because I'm not I'm not all that knowledgeable about how time travel works. And I've watched hundreds of things with time travel. Outlander. Look, get off my show. Look, don't don't look, don't make me call in the reinforcements in the form of the person who lives with you that you're related to by marriage. (laughs) Don't don't because that's one of my outlander buddies. Don't make me pull in my reinforcements. (laughs) But you get what I'm saying. All right. I have a I have a possible explanation for the callers. Okay. I'm sorry. I have a theory. Okay. So at the end, I know how Anthony is loath to do this, but during the end credits, there is a there is a they flash a scene of an equation. Now, the equation is Schrodinger's equation. And this equation enables physicists to calculate how so-called quantum probability waves move, therefore enabling them to make precise predictions that could be compared with the double slit experiment that encapsulates the essence of quantum mechanics in one basic experiment. I don't believe I wrote all that down, but this is me. So of course I wrote all that shit down. Mm-hmm. Of course you did. Basically, this is an equation about how to predict quantum physics. It's, it's basically a quantum physics equation. Um, the, and this, this explains things that happen potentially in the quantum realm. Quantum realm, of course, is like it's the dimension you can only get through Get there through magical energy or by shrinking very small and infinite to and very shrinking very small okay Infinitism. so and we saw it in Man too. thank you right exactly mm-hmm. so dr Str- also dr strange's sling ring is uses quantum energy and you know a sling ring that we just talked about his ring they, they let you go from here to there i posit right that the collars are basically the same thing. They're basically, it's basically a sling collar where it's like you can go one place, but you hit the button and it drags you right back to where you started from. It's just, mm, it, just, it, okay. it, works on, it works on almost the same principle. It just returns you back to where you were. Okay. And it does that without affecting your memory. Without affecting your memory. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's just like, just like the sling ring lets you go, takes you wherever you want to go and you still keep your memory. It just, it just allows you to get there using the quantum realm. So this just points to, I think this this series might do more for explaining quantum mania than it would anything about the Doctor Strange's multiverse of madness. 
I think that just because they're using quantum theory and using quantum and time travel and things like that, is I think it's going to affect that series more so than Doctor Strange. It's interesting you bring that up because later someone does use the terms multiverse and madness in the show. <laughs> it's like, wow, that sounds like Doctor Strange, multiverse of madness. Mm-hmm. Okay, right. But I, I just, yeah. I, but I really think that 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 quantum theory is going to play a huge role in how the TBA goes back in time and like restarts it, rearranges it and does all this stuff. I think that a lot of quantum energy is a real big thing about how that happened. Okay. So getting back to the TVA and Loki being returned back to where he's trying to escape. So he has to turn the Tesseract in for evidence. And there's this clerk that's the, the clerk that's sitting there at the front desk. We're going to see him later, but you know, he logs in the Tesseract and he's looking at it like, oh, this looks dumb. And I was like, why would he say that? So later on, something happens in the episode where I'm like, oh, that's why he would think it's dumb. It's probably like one of those things where he's like, oh, that's not really that important. So Hunter B-15 takes Loki to an elevator and Loki is still talking shit. He's like, look, if you cross me, there will be deadly consequences. And she's like, yeah, we'll see. And she throws him into this elevator. And in the elevator, there's this old robotic looking i don't even know if i want to call it a television a monitor it kind of looks like a it looks like a cross between eve from wally and i don't know it's it's just this weird little thing and it's a monitor and it has like the tva's um i guess their welcome video like when you go into any kind of facility they have the tvs on the wall and it says welcome to the georgia department of driver services these are our policies these you know this is what you have to do so that's basically what this little thing is and before we started recording the show Lori was talking about tara strong's very southern accent because she appears quote unquote on this screen as the um what is it the minute maker I think is what the characters Miss Minutes. Miss, or yeah, something. Miss Minutes. Yeah. Miss Minutes. Okay, Miss Minutes. Yes. So she comes onto the screen after they um what's the I guess after they pretty much dissolve all of Loki's clothing. And oh my. wait, 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 hold on, hold on. No, no, no. Yeah, <laughs> no, yeah, you're, yeah, skipping you're skipping the best yeah. part. Okay. okay, yeah. Also, is it me or did that did the robot that disintegrated his fine as guardian leather? remind anybody of Stan Lee's character in Thor Ragnarok like when he was cutting his hair yes because he said hold still and like like spinning around and shit like that really reminded me then when they yeah but that's not the but then when they dropped him yeah they dropped him he was like sign here this is a record of everything you said he was like what then it prints out again (laughs) sign that too you can't be serious sign that too it's like damn I I would I mean it's when they drop him down and he does the <laughs> with the <laughs> he didn't dare say anything because he'd have to sign on a piece of paper. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. Oh, it, it, was, it was it was it was absolutely hysterical. And it's so funny I mean, because when was he, when he drops down from the first floor after after his clothes have been uh disintegrated, 
he drops down and he's in a TVA jumpsuit. So it almost looks like a prison jumpsuit. And he's looking confused. There's a cat there and the cat looks at him and rolls over like, well, where the hell did Bro, you I thought that was I thought that was Goose, like the flirking from Captain Marvel. I was going to be like, oh, shit, here we go. Oh, no, that would that would have been a, this probably would have been a whole different scene then. But um, so, yeah, like Lori says, he comes and this guy says, please sign to verify this is everything you've ever said. You hand him a stack of paper and you want him to sign um, and Loki just signs it. Loki, that could have put something in there that said something totally different from what you say. You're supposed to read before you sign anything. First of all, That's he's that. not going to read all that shit. <laughs> I wouldn't. I'd be like, all right, fine. I wouldn't. Especially after every time he says something, another paper prints out. Mm-hmm. At that point, yeah. Yeah, that was like, I didn't, I didn't say that. Sign that too. Wait, but I did. This is the thing I'm thinking of, like with Loki, all the shit that Loki has done and that he has lied about. Like now, you have your signature on a stack of paper. So if any of that stuff ever comes back to bite him in the ass, and he's like, "Oh no, I didn't say that. I didn't do that." They can be like, "Here, sir, it's on page such and such, which you signed to confirm that you did actually say this." You you have a point. I timed it because I'm a nerd. I timed it. He actually signed out his full first and last name because the way they describe <laughs> it. Uh, lo- what is it, Loki? Loki Lafeson. First of all, have you ever known Loki to be like, oh, yeah? Would he ever be the person to say, oh, yeah, I did say all that? No. He would be like, I don't remember saying that. Exactly. First of all, he's going to lie regardless. So, yeah, he could sign it. He's just going to deny it anyway. Yeah, but he's signing it so now it's like your signature is there that's what okay he would say that's my signature i don't believe that, that who signed that <laughs> that wasn't me what are you talking about it wasn't me oh yeah he that's loki it wasn't me what are y'all talking about but we got you on the train out it wasn't me but we got the that wasn't me it wasn't me <laughs> <laughs> It wasn't me by Loki. Uh, I'm, was, I'm giving Loki was, a lot of credit to be the Loki that we know. Exactly. He's gonna lie, exactly. lie, and you lie. You really are. <laughs> He's gonna you lie. Really are. He's not gonna. He literally anything. got. He got processed like it's like you start a job as your first day. You have to go up to HR and get all the videos out of the way and all the signing and all the. That was basically what it was like. He got processed in. And, and yeah, also, terrible. and also, how do we not? How do we not know he didn't put Thor Odinson on there? <laughs> you know, this is true. That, that would that would make more sense to him signing his lucky. actual name, <laughs> or or if he that's would true. sign it Tony that's Stark, true. right? But you know, <laughs> he would. I don't know if he would get away with that here. Uh, I just don't. I just don't see him getting away from. He could. I, I just he could have put Thor Odinson on there. They wouldn't say anything until it was time to like verify. So after Loki signs away his life, that's the way I'm looking at it. He signs away his life. He drops down another floor and he sees this supervisor and he says, please confirm to your knowledge that you are not a fully robotic being, were born an organic creature and do in fact possess what many cultures would call a soul. <laughs> and Loki is like, to my knowledge. The, 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 funniest, like, the funniest thing about this is that for a moment, Loki was unsure. He was like, <laughs> he was like, wait, wait a second. <laughs> He's like, what happens? What happens if I am? He's like, you'll get melted from the inside out. And Loki's like, uh. For, for a moment, he. This is why Tim Hiddleston is like one of the best actors alive today because the look on his face is like, 
I'm, I'm really, uh, am I? I'm not, I'm not too. He was like, do a lot of people not know they're robots? <laughs> I mean, but you got, you have, you have to look at it from his point of view. I mean, he's in, he's in a, he's in the TVA, which he didn't know even existed. He, and, and they're taking right. him doing all this other stuff with him that he's like, I don't know what the hell's going on. And then someone asked him if he's a robot. So he's like, I don't think I am. And, and he, this character, remember this Loki also just, Discovered that he wasn't actually as guardian, right? Right, so, so he could be yeah, like, Um, well, maybe I am. So basically, he's going through this wooden machine that looks like a metal detector, or it, I guess it operates like a metal detector, but it's it's supposed to determine whether or not somebody is a, a robot. And like you said, the, the expression on his face, he's like. Well, what if I am a robot and I don't know it? And and the supervisor, he was like, then it will mess you from the inside out. Please move along. He's like, I don't care if you are, if you aren't. You're holding up my line. <laughs> Which he didn't have, but that's what he acted like. Well, you don't know. Somebody could have been upstairs on the second floor signing away their life. <laughs> Just like Loki had to do. All I'm saying is worst HR department ever. <laughs> no, no. What you're what you saying is this, is this is one of the worst capture things ever. Like, it's like, it's like you know, like that, like right. the uh, meme you said. It's like, yeah, this is a capture. Like, okay, hit every box that has, doesn't have a robot in it. I don't know. Or yes, <laughs> or the one that says, um, "Please select all the boxes that have a traffic light." And then you're looking like, am I supposed to c- include the the box that has like this very top corner tip of the traffic light? Exactly. And if you do, sometimes it says, "Please redo the capture." And if you don't, then you get the same thing. So it's kind of like. What am I supposed to do? <laughs> but Loki, the way he walks in through this thing, he's almost like scared that the minute he gets in it, it's going to zap him and that's going to be it. But he comes through, he passes through, and then a picture prints out. And Loki asks what it is. And the guy says, oh, it's your temporal aura. And Loki's like, what's that? And the guy's like, please go through the door. He's like, wait, you're taking pictures of me and it's this and you don't, you won't even tell me what it is? Like, how is that fair? So this time, instead of dropping, he gets to go through a door and there's already someone else in there. And I'm telling you the the exchanges between the, I don't know if I want to call them prisoners of the TVA, but um, I guess- t- I, Detainees. Yeah, there you go, detainees. The exchanges between the detainees and these TVA employees are hilarious because when Loki walks in, there's another guy who kind of sort of looks like him. He's like a shorter, stouter version of Loki. Yeah, I think that I think that's intentional. Ah, okay. So he's asking the guy, he's like, you know, they say, um, you know, get in the line. He's like, what is this, a deli? Get in the line. And so you've got these stanchions where they have the lines separated and they're supposed to go through these lines. And the other guy is looking and he's kind of, I don't know, I guess now that I'm looking at it, Anthony, he does kind of act like maybe Loki would act because when he gets ready to go through the turnstile, he turns around with this dramatic look at the guard like, oh, I can't believe you're making me go through here. And this is like, really dude, what's your problem? By the way, that is not a theory. Uh, okay. Okay. Yeah. All, all I'm Whatever. saying, as, as someone who has sent, spent time setting up those damn stanchions, 
appreciate the work. That's oh, I saying. know. We have them in my building. They are a headache. <laughs> appreciate the work today. <laughs> okay. When this scene, Hannah Quentin said yeah, but when this scene happens and the guard tells him you need to take a number, I have been in the DMV here <laughs> where there on a rare occasion where there's nobody there and you still you have, have to take, take a number. That is the most insane thing ever. Mm-hmm. And it's so hilarious that they, they put this because it happens everywhere. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter if there's one person ahead of you. They want you to take a fucking number. Right. I'm like, really? And the way Loki is walking through this line, he's walking very slow and he's staring down this guard like, I cannot believe. I have done that. I have done that. I have done that. I have taken the number, held the number up and walk real slow because y'all made me pull this freaking number. So I'm gonna make you wait until I get up there. Right. And then, you know, it's irritated so, him so much. He's like, this is a mistake. I shouldn't be here. And, and then immediately <laughs> over the intercom, hey there, you're probably saying this is a mistake. I shouldn't be here. This is where we get Tara Strong's voice. <laughs> oh God, it was brilliant. It was so funny because you weren't expecting that voice to come out of that little uh, yeah. animation thing. And I, I was cracking up. I mean, but the thing is we were talking about before we start recording they did a whole sherman and peabody thing and you know for those who don't remember or too young that was an old school cartoon where you had this scientific dog and this kid they went through time and they taught them lessons and stuff it was awesome you had to be there but they do the animation now everyone knows the animation takes a very long time to do and this was a good full two minutes that they did with this thing and it was awesome i mean they did, they had the look of Sherman and Mr. Peabody. They had the feel, they had the scientific facts. It was, it was brilliant. And I love when they throw animation in a, a live action episode because it always gives it something extra. And I was so here for it. It was not even funny how, how, how and deep down I was. Also, also it kind of gave me, kind of gave me the feel of like one of those, those films, like when you're in like elementary school and they bring out a movie that shows you like safety things, right? like, you know. Yeah, Tim, Timmy is Timmy's walking across the street, but he didn't look both ways. What do you think is going to happen? And it's like Timmy gets hit by a car, and <laughs> but it's like it, it, it kind so, of like yeah, that kind of gave me that feel too. So I was it, it made me think of Jurassic Park, and <laughs> before, yeah, I would have said the the best way to ever do exposition that you need to get out and you want people to still pay attention is to do what they did in Jurassic Park. Cartoon segue. Right, and they did it here. I was like, this is brilliant because someone remember, if we're going to have an info dump, and we're going to have to do it in the way where people actually pay attention. So they did a little animation, and that's what they did in Jurassic Park. And I always thought, I always think that is one of the better ways to do it in something like this. I mean, you don't necessarily want to do it, you know. In everything. and everything yeah. but for something like this that's kind of playful and fun it's a cool way to do your exposition yeah and this one was brilliant because we get the history of how the tva came into being and so the dialogue is long ago there was a vast multiversal war countless unique timelines battled each other for supremacy nearly resulting in the total destruction of well everything 
But then the all-knowing timekeepers emerged, bringing peace by reorganizing the multiverse into a single timeline, the sacred timeline. And then it goes on and says, now the timekeepers protect and preserve the proper flow of time for everyone and everything. But sometimes people like you veer off the path the timekeepers created. We call those variants. Maybe you started an uprising or were just late for work. Whatever it was, stepping off your path created a nexus event, which left unchecked could branch off into madness, leading to another multiversal war. And then it says to make sure that that doesn't happen, the timekeepers created the TVA and all of its incredible workers. And um, you get to see like the little different animation. And it says the TVA has stepped in to fix your mistake and set time back on its predetermined path. And now that your actions have left you without a place on the timeline, you must stand trial for your offenses. So sit tight and we'll get you in front of a judge in no time. And it says, just make sure you have your ticket. (laughs) What was funny about this is I am one of those people. Like I said, I'm a time person. I don't really like it. But I am one of those people that every time I make a decision or a choice, I think, hmm, in another timeline, (laughs) I chose some. Are you for real? I am that person. I am that person when I'm sitting in a traffic light and I I have two ways I I can go home. I will go right and say, somewhere I took a left. (laughs) Okay, I got I I do this. I have two things. Okay. So they they said that the interruption of a timeline is called a nexus. I've heard that word before in a show that was before. Yes, there's, yes, there, there's certain, certain, there's certain beings who are nexus beings that interrupt things like that. So, hmm, interesting. Also, back in the late '80s, there was a show. Anthony made me think about it. It had Rutger Hauer and I think Josh Charles in it, and it's like it's the same kind of time travel thing where if you walk, if you walk around, there's a if there's a pole, you walk around one way, nothing happens. But if you walk around the other way and you open a door, it sends you into another dimension. I vaguely remember that show. Yeah, I saw. I watched it all the time on HBO. It's fucking. It's like time, like Time Warriors or something like that. That I sounds familiar. I can't, but yeah, I remember that. Yeah, funny guys. I was talking about Rutger Howard the other day about some about talking to somebody about him about awesome actor. But my thing is that now this is a cute little fact. Um, my previous job that I had for 10 years with the company before I have the job I've had now, we were in charge of making sure that everyone. Uh, paycheck and the hours that they work balanced and we also balanced their work against uh, budgets and we would do payroll and our actual official name for the job was timekeeper and that's literally what they called us <laughs> so when they yeah. said timekeepers I just started laughing because for me timekeeping means that I'm the one that makes sure that you clocked in what you're supposed to if you were late I was the one that actually docked you for being six minutes late and i'm the one that adjusted your paycheck and sit in your hours so, yeah they still call they still call us timekeepers yeah. like we do like my job is technically administrative assistant but i have all of these yep. other pieces mm-hmm. and when it comes to payroll yep. i am the timekeeper yep. i'm the person who makes sure that everybody in the department mm-hmm. is clocked in clocked out taking their proper yeah so yep. it, it is so they do call it timekeepers but i just thought that was hysterical i was like Oh, I remember that time. Crossworlds is the movie. Crossworlds. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, I remember that. Yeah. That was around. That was 
that, no, that was later. I was going to say that was on around the same time as Lost World, but Lost World was a little bit later. Yeah, that's like 1996. Yeah, yeah. No, no. No, no. Yeah, yeah. It, yeah. See, it, see, it, seems, it seems later. I thought it was like 1986 or 80. Yeah, but yeah. It, but yeah, it's like I'm yeah. looking at IMDb. IMDb saying it was 96. I was like, oh. okay, that would make more sense. Yeah, because around that time, you got the Lost World. You got, um, oh, what was the thing? Um, or Final Conflict. You got all those around that time. Oh, yeah, I remember those. Okay. I actually have that on DVD. So Loki finishes watching this little promo or whatever you want to call it. And he kind of scoffs and he's like, timekeepers, sacred timeline. Who came up with this bunkum? And I had to stop because that is a term that my great aunt in Alabama used to use. I have never heard anybody else use that term before. Who says bunkum? Why would Loki <laughs> say that? Like that's it was it sounds so weird, but it was so funny. But while he's, you know, sitting here declaring like who came up with this nonsense? The guy who was in the line in front of him has gone up to the minute man. He's been called and the guy asked him for his ticket and he's like he didn't give me a ticket. I asked. This is the same one who got smart with the uh minute man when he said you need to take a ticket. He's like, what is this a daily line? So he obviously didn't take the ticket he was supposed to. So he's arguing with the Minuteman. He's like, look, he didn't give me a ticket. I tried to ask for a ticket. He didn't get it to me. And the Minuteman, you know, gets to a point where he's starting to raise his voice. And he's like, what are you doing? Why are you raising your voice at me, Buckethead? And he hits the Minuteman, hits the guy with his staff. And this guy completely dissolves and disappears and after seeing that <laughs> loki's face loki's looking like oh shit where the hell is my ticket hanging <laughs> all around him trying to make sure that he has this ticket you never saw anyone search for a ticket so fast and so hard as that man did exactly and it's so funny because you never really see loki be scared and th- loki was definitely scared at this one because he's like hold up hold up i need to find this ticket like and he finds it, he goes up, <laughs> he holds it up like, hey, I got it, I got it. And then that's when we get, so we're we're now about 12 minutes into the episode and that's when we get the title card or the title sequence for Loki. And I love the way that it looks. It has a very vintage look, like a very 80s, it looks cool, but it's very, it's also very simple, but it looks a little complicated, which I guess is the best way to describe Loki. Yeah. Well, I'm not gonna venture a guess or to say anything about any theories, but <laughs> all the different versions. No, go ahead, give us a theory, man. It's cool. Go ahead. Of of the of Loki's name, I think it alludes to something that we learn later. Mm, okay. So then, mm. the next part of the episode, we are in France in 1549. And there has been some type of incident with some Minutemen, which is what they call the TVA employees. There was a hunter and his Minutemen, they responded to a routine Nexus event. And it says, it appears that when they arrived, someone got the jump on them. So these Minutemen are dead. The hunter is dead. And apparently there is a time variant who has been jumping through time, kind of ambushing 
these Minutemen and these hunters and killing them to avoid capture, to avoid, you know, whatever. We don't exactly know. We just know that it's somebody that they have been chasing through time and they have not been able to catch. And he has been, like I said, killing the Minutemen. And this is the first time that we get to see Owen Wilson as Mobius. And he's the one that's investigating the attacks. And as they are investigating, a child comes into the church where, where they are. And Mobius goes to talk to the kid. And this is when we find out that, yeah, there was an attack. And when they ask, uh, Mobius asked the kid, says, were you able to see who did this? And the kid points to the stained glass window that's right next to them. And the stained glass window has a figure with a devil's face and devil's horns. And the Fisto confirmed. The Fisto confirmed. We are not gonna go down there <laughs> <laughs> ever, ever again. I'm just gonna leave my head in my hands right now. <laughs> Sorry, I had to do that. But I mean, that's all right. You know, that. if if you look at this. <laughs> If you look at this figure in the stained glass window, yes, it's red. It has a, you know, has a devil's face and devil's horns. But if you think about it, kind of almost looks like Loki's helmet. What was that, Anthony? Mm -hmm. That was an mm -hmm. aha. What no, was that? I, I don't have any theories. I mean, I don't have any theories. I was going to bring it up. Like sorry, we'll say, it, it does. I, and I was going to say okay. later because later we're going to learn like why they're trying why right. you know why all this stuff is happening and one of the, my first thoughts when i saw this is because of the name and all the different versions of the names i was like well maybe it's a version of loki walking around with the helmet with the horns mm -hmm. because that the boy be like it's a devil with horns yeah so i was like oh, okay the, the, the one thing that we right. are learning about marvel when it comes to these tv shows is they're gonna give you everything they want to give you mm -hmm. like they're they're basically telling you what's up. Mm -hmm. Like they're not really trying to hide anything. They're not gonna put any Easter eggs. Well, they'll put Easter eggs, right. but they're not trying to fool you or they're not trying to trick you into thinking that, oh, it's Mephisto. No, it's pretty much is what it is. It's probably Loki yeah. with his horns. It's not Mephisto because they didn't have anything to do with anything. <laughs> you know? <laughs> they threw that in for Mike's he, benefit. Right. <laughs> no, we're, we're not, not going to go down there. Dark and path. I'm the, yes. We, I, like I said, I've, I've learned my lesson. We're just going to take what they give us <laughs> and go with that and not try to see beyond what they're giving us or whatever. So no theories here. None well, whatsoever. I'll give you that, but I did catch something in the credits which i'll talk about later which yeah. kind of refers to what you're talking about i don't know if you caught it or not we'll we'll talk about it later <laughs> <laughs> but while they're getting this information about this devil who came in and killed everyone one of the Minutemen, he has a device and it says you know red line is imminent which i'm going to assume that means that they have been in that particular time for too long and if they plan to reset they only have a certain amount of time to do that before whatever has happened remains permanent that's just kind of what i was thinking anybody else because because other than that it's like yeah i think the red the red line is basically the line the line in the okay. sand as far as like a, a variant of is concerned like it's the point of yeah. no return 
where if they cross if they cross that line, then oh shit, we're fucked. Because that's how that's what mm-hmm. that's what the cartoon kind of showed you. It's like when they showed the yellow guy walking up on the variation, like they then they went then when they caught him, they hit the they hit the reset thing and that time and that whole okay. branch disappeared. Mm-hmm. Like they made, I think they call it pruning. Like when they prune it, like it's gone. So I mean, I think that, but but I think there's a certain point. Like if it gets past a certain point, pruning it becomes extremely difficult and problematic. So I think impossible. Correct. So I yeah. think that's what's happening. Yeah, like I said, if it, it gets to a point where if you don't change it within mm-hmm. a certain amount of time, then whatever has happened in that timeline now becomes. Yeah, right. I think that's what that's why he was saying we 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 got to get this done now or else we're past the point of no return. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So as they're getting ready to, you know, do what they need to do, reset the charge, another Minuteman comes through their portal and brings Mobius a file. And he's like, sir, this is something you might want to see. And when Mobius looks at the file, it's a file of Loki and it says apprehended. So this is basically them telling him, hey, we have this person. And then right after that, we see Loki going before the judge in the um, TVA. And they, you know, call out his name. And I even forgot that he had a different last name. Like, I knew Loki wasn't Odin's son, but I never think of him in terms aside from just Loki. Like, that's his only name to me. So the point that they brought his actual real name, Laufason, can't say it. Variant L1130, aka Loki Lawface, <laughs> is charged with sequence violation 72089. And he goes before the judge and they're asking him how he pleads. And he's like, um, <laughs> again, he's still in Mo- Loki mode. Madam of God doesn't plead. He's like, this has been a very enjoyable pantomime, but you need to send me home now. And they're really not paying attention to him she's like um sir how do you believe she's like i'm not here for your shenanigans i'm not here for your declarations are you pleading guilty or are you pleading not guilty and loki is still trying to joke himself out of this yeah he's being loki so he's telling her no you know you have the wrong person and when she says all right, then who who should we have? He was like, well, I suspect the Avengers. I came into possession of the Tesseract because they traveled through time. And, you know, um, no doubt in a last ditch effort to stave off my ascent to God, King. That's quite an accusation. She was like, um, <laughs> he said, oh, believe me, you can smell the cologne of two Tony Starks. <laughs> he says, you speak of time criminals it's they you should be after. And then of course he starts going, well, you know, you can provide me with the task force and some resources and I can go and catch them for you, you know, make myself useful, put my real skills to good use. And she's like, we're not here to talk about the Avengers because what they did was supposed to happen. And it's like, huh? <laughs> okay. First of all, first of all, I just want to say I'm not his lawyer. But I would say, <laughs> look, he is exactly right. I don't care what you say about this stuff is supposed to happen or whatever. All he did was pick up the Tesseract. That's all he did. And it wasn't even his fault. And like you said, you can smell the clone of two Tony Starks, <laughs> which I think is a brilliant, brilliant line. It's absolutely brilliant. 
building. But he's exactly he's right. They're the ones that that are messed with the timeline. Even the ancient one told Bruce, "This is what happened when you fuck it up. You create alternate timelines where you know she's jacked up." And that's exactly the fuck what they did. Because Captain America didn't do what he was supposed to do. He's supposed to take the shit back and come back. He can't even do that shit. He went back and stayed and created all his ass should be there too. Stand in trial. Okay. Well, well. Also, so I'm gonna stop also, right here. Um, Loki thinks the Avengers went back in time to stop him and not Thanos. So he's still thinking in the real time. He's not thinking. I mean, he has this kind. This because kind everything of really else shows, hasn't happened to him yet. Right. It's like it, it really shows that he like has a rude awakening coming. Like he still thinks that he is the real shit. He he's the reason that all this is happening. But he has. I mean. Or that 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 Earth is still his, and that he has no idea. So, I thought that kind of struck me too. Well, he kind of got that rude awakening later on in this episode, didn't he? Yeah, that was that was that that that, that scene that scene kind of was kind of sad. I, I kind of felt bad for Loki when he was kind of rewinding through all that. I was like, damn, that kind of sucks. I if yeah. if if I I mean think about it like this: if any of us would have that opportunity to have that in front of us to rewind or fast forward and see what would have what happened in the past or how everything is going to turn out would you do it nope nope i would nope. not want any part of that nope. whatsoever right Absolutely exactly not. Nope. I, I, yeah I, and 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 i'm sorry i'm back on this he's exactly right about the avengers because they stay way beyond past the red line point in their little ventures getting the, the stones so where, where's the justice for them Where's the justice for those timelines seem to be pruned? Why are they not standing before this this absolutely gorgeous Yeah, woman? she's hot as much. Oh, my God. Getting judged, you know? I, I, what, I, I can, what, I'm guilty. I'm where guilty, are I'm guilty they? for whatever she says. Like, I did it. Yes, ma'am. <laughs> yes, ma'am. That was me. That was me. I did it. Can we take this into chambers? No, no. Like, can... You got to be careful because she's going to be like, prune them and, and all your dreams go up in a dash right. of smoke so no <laughs> but you know i kind I'm of not... think with this particular show ruining because... shit damn <laughs> <laughs> because what i've been reading um i haven't read a lot of articles because you know i don't read a lot right before it because i don't want to i don't want to uh i don't want to taint my own thoughts of what the show will be and if i read like theories and if i read articles that talk about where the show might go and that sort of thing i feel like it taints my my watching experience because i'm going to be looking for these things that people have already you know tried to theorize about and whatever but i have seen a couple of things um one touching on your question anthony about so when steve rogers went back into the past you know he stayed there created a whole nother timeline like where's his consequence or whatever so I don't know if you guys have been seeing the clip online where people think that they saw Peggy Carter being yeah, I saw that. brought into the TVA. Yeah. So that some wasn't people Peggy are... Carter. Stop it. Okay. See, they they sound they sound like I sound when I when I said that I saw I saw Black Widow sitting with Loki and watching the world crumble and stuff, and everyone's like, See, nah, I'm still not sure about that because it kind of looks like Natasha just in the clips that we've seen. I'm it still, looks I'm, like her from the back. I'm, I'm still holding on and claiming that theory just in case it's right. I'm going to save 
save you guys a lot of heartbreak and a lot of <laughs> and stop. Just no, stop. no, and no. I know, I, I, but I can have hope. I can I have live, hope. I, live I mean, for this, this is a show about different timelines. It it could happen. It can happen. I'm I'm not I'm not expecting it. But I know there's a theory floating around out there. I have no part of it, but there's a theory floating around out there. That's how they're going to bring Black Widow back. And I, yeah. I know that theory is out there. I just don't know how viable that is. Yeah, I don't either. But also, too, since we are dealing with time variance and, you know, one of the things I have heard is that this series, the Loki series, is going to completely shake up the MCU. I'm thinking that maybe what the Avengers did or specifically what Steve Rogers did and going back in time and not coming back, I have a feeling that might get addressed, maybe not directly in this series or maybe, you know, maybe just kind of sort of like they'll they'll refer to it. But I have a feeling somewhere down the line, we're going to see what the consequences of all of that and, is. And see, this, this is the thing, though, because they've put a line in this show specifically to say, you know, everything that happened was what was supposed to happen. Right. Which mm-hmm. means you guys can stop thinking about all the consequences from all those decisions those people made. Because yeah. we, we told you it was supposed to happen the way it happened. Which, which I think I've talked about this before, which is one of those things like in Doctor Who, that's how they get around him or how they don't really affect the actual timeline is that there are events that are supposed to happen that no matter what you do, you can't change them. You can change all the things around it. You can screw stuff up all over the place, but there are certain events that no matter what you do, they cannot be changed. Like you can't yeah, stop. Yeah, that happens in... Yeah, you, yeah, like yeah. you can't stop Abraham Lincoln's assassination. It's going right, to happen. Right. And no matter what you do, it's always going to happen the way it's supposed to happen. But, yeah. And that happens at Outlander too, as well, because Jamie and Claire go to France to try to stop the Jacobite mm-hmm. uprising. And they go and they do everything that they can to kind of divert that to keep the Highlanders from being wiped out. And in the end, it still happens. Yeah. The Jacobite, yeah. you know, and, and even the doctor, yeah, the doctor will say, yeah, yeah my, my my brain is kind of fuzzy about what happened, but I do remember that this is what's supposed to happen. But everything around mm-hmm. it is kind of fuzzy because it can change, but the actual event right. never changes. And and mm-hmm. sometimes I feel like that's one of the things that that the writers always rely on, especially in something like this, is that we're going to have different variants and we're going to have different timelines. But there are certain things that you guys can count on that don't affect anything, which would be the Avengers time hopping and doing everything that the ancient one said not to do, especially with Captain America going back in time and staying his ass there when he was supposed to come back. But see, that's the thing, though. When the judge is talking about that's what was supposed to happen, she was only talking right. about the time height. I know, but but she I think, but I think she, but I also think that they're they're going to say that that is also included because that would have been a time travel event that would have created a variant that they would have needed to take care of. So, so, so I think she, I think that was a blanket coverage 
of all of those events. So, Doc, so Doctor Strange going back and seeing the one billion two hundred thirty-five million four hundred forty-five thousand or however many things and only seeing <laughs> one thing come out that was supposed to happen too, I guess. Because that, I think that was observation and not participation. That's that's different. Right. It, it was, was observation. Yeah, I think so. Okay, that makes sense. Yeah, it was because I think he said what fourteen million six hundred and five possibilities and mm. only one where they actually mm. win. So yeah, I think he was just, he was just playing the probabilities. He was observing all the different ways it could turn out. Right. That's not the same as participating. So. But that you know, again that that does bring up a good question because even if even if they say that. Steve Rogers going back in time, actually staying, living a life with Peggy Carter. And you know what, too? I I don't know, because if he stayed with her and created this life, then wouldn't that erase the life that she had when he saw her in, what was that? um, Was it Winter Soldier? No, it was Civil War where he went to visit her in the hospital and you know she had lived this life and she talked about you know we saw the news footage where she talked about her husband and how she met that man because steve rogers saved his life like wouldn't that erase all of that in the main timeline not, ne- not, not because i mean just 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 think about it as uh, just use occam's razor and say that she She's so told that story as the means to not give Steve a hint about what he's what he's going to do or what he what was possibly going to happen. I mean, she had to say say something, so she said, "My husband saves Steve's life." Yeah, that's no, it. Steve that's saved it. her husband's life. She said, she "My," said husband, uh, yeah. she said, "I, I mean, met." She- he rescued these soldiers when they were being captured and experimented on. Her husband, the guy who would become her husband, was one of those soldiers that Steve saved. And she said, even after he's gone, Steve was still changing my life. Yeah, but first, we, we never we never saw pictures of the husband. We always right. saw the kids. Right. And, and also, the way time travel was working in this universe was... When that Steve Rogers went back, he created a divergent timeline. So it didn't change the main timeline. He's on a divergent timeline. In that divergent timeline, yes, Sharon life, Sharon Carter's life would be different. But in the main timeline, it would stay the same. Now then you say, well, how did he come back over to mm-hmm. the main timeline? That was remember, my question. Remember, he went back with the ability to come back to this timeline. He just never used it he used it this time which is how he was able to have a shield that because his original the shield that was in the main timeline was destroyed by thanos basically but he has the shield that he had in the variant timeline okay all this timeline talk is just it's it's (laughs) like and it, I know, it, it, I, I know I it's, 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 it, it sounds complicated, but it really is. It's just that that Captain America went back. He's in a different branch that needs to be pruned by the TVA than the main timeline, where nothing ever changed in the main timeline. Like this Loki, he went back. He created a variant timeline that he's on. Well, not the, since they've taken him out. He's not anymore. Yeah, they reset, they reset in a it. Separate timeline. They, yeah, they reset it. So it's as if he never left because the main timeline will still be intact. 
Mm, okay. But we didn't gotcha. create a separate branch. So what they should have done is they would have gone back as soon as Captain America went back and stayed, they would have appeared, grabbed him, and pruned that timeline. But they didn't do that. But he also has the ability to come back to the main timeline because that's what he was supposed to do in the first place. So he probably that's how he was able to come over and give um, Sam the shield because but that's the shield. From to, the he wouldn't timeline. have had to use the um, the machine in order to come back. No, because he had um, the pin particles, how they were traveling to begin with, because he was going to use that to come back when he was done returning everything where they were supposed to be. Okay. But since he didn't do it when he was supposed to, he waited until later to do it to give Sam the shield. Okay. Okay. I'm I know. Still- I know. This is having. I'm still working all of this out in my head, but of course, I'm pretty uh, sure. Are you? You know, I'm going to have to come over to the pack, and I'm going to get a piece of paper, and I'm going to draw it out for you and show you. Yes, I do that. But because you're a very visual person, I'm pretty sure as we get on in this series, I'll probably start to understand it more. Because again, I I have so I still have like questions, like okay, how does this work? And then uh, two. I, I need to go back and rewatch Endgame. I haven't watched it in maybe. Endgame, Endgame is not going to no, help you. No, you need, you need <laughs> like years of you. watching Doctor Who to actually understand it. Doctor Who, right? Uh, <laughs> Doctor Who is where this is, is explained to us. That, that's going to be that's going to be another time. <laughs> but let's move on. Let's talk about this damn time city because we talked about it before we actually started recording the podcast that city looks absolutely amazing. gorgeous yeah the the time they spent doing that cgi is is just mind boggling like they they were so meticulous with it it's crazy and some of this might actually be miniatures yeah. that's what it looks like but could be could be i think it's a, i think it's a mix of both i think that there mm. there are some miniatures mm-hmm. And then they green screened the rest of it in. But either, however they did it, that, that was just incredible. Like, it's just like we were saying, it's like they spent so, they, they spent more on, Marvel spent more on the ser- these series that they've done than most people spend on movies, period. Because, I mean, there's a lot yeah. of CGI involved in all three of these series. But I think, but from the way they set up this episode, I think this series is probably going to be the most expensive one that they've done. Because they have a lot to do. They have a lot to CGI in. I mean, from going wherever they're going to destroying worlds to doing all this other stuff that they're doing and traveling back in time. That's a lot of CGI. Yep. But, you know, we we get to see a little bit of um, Mobius and Loki interacting now because Mobius has stepped in to, I won't necessarily say save Loki, but he has, um, I guess he has a plan to use Loki. How much do you know about Morbius? None. Yeah, okay, I'll be quiet. No, go no, ahead. no, 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 you got you have to elaborate because I was going to look it up and I forgot to. That's one of the things I meant to look up is well, I don't want to spoil, spoil, but Morbius is one of the more interesting uh Marvel characters, let's just put it that way. Um, uh, off the top of my head, Anthony, you can correct me if I'm wrong, but isn't he primarily a uh, Spider-Man villain? 
Uh, no, this 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 is not Morbius. This is Mobius. No R. This is Mobius. Oh, never mind. Nim- okay, never mind. It's never Mobius mind. I take everything Nim- I said. Mobius. Okay, take I'll take everything yeah. back I just said. Yeah. Never mind. Yeah, he yeah, he, he shows up in some other stuff, but um, Yeah, okay, yeah. Most, I, in other words, these... I got the wrong I got the wrong one. Yeah. <laughs> okay, sorry about that. Yeah. Mm, that's good. I mean he but... get, he get he gets some he he gets the he's in the Fantastic Four for a second. Um he's yep. he he's involved with Kang, who there's a lot of right. position that he's gonna appear in this too, which kind of leads to Quantumania because that's where he's supposed to really appear. So yep. mm-hmm. and then the end credits they show a poster where it has his real face. As whose real face? Morbius's real face. Oh, oh. sorry. Okay. It, it's there's a poster. If you I always watch it. If you watch the end credits, it's really quick. But there's a poster and it has Morbius underneath it, and it's got Kang's face. Mm, okay. Morbius or Mobius? Mobius. Mobius. Look, you gotta look, leave look. that R out there, Lori. Come on, man. <laughs> sorry, I'm fr- I'm sorry. I'm from the Midwest, R's are hard look, for where I come why from. Why did they name two characters so closely together? Sauron and Saruman. There you go. Same. Why did they name two characters so closely together? <laughs> well, needless to say, I got the wrong one, but let me just go back and say this. Uh, this character that, that, that Wilson is playing is going to be very, very interesting because it could definitely lead into something with Doctor Strange in the, in the movie, the uh, whatever Madness movie it's styled. Yeah, this, in other words, let's just say that I don't entirely think that his character is as open and as friendly and as uh, what would be the word for it? helpful as he actually appears to be. I could see that because those are usually the characters who turn out to have ulterior motives. Agatha. <laughs> it was Mobius all along. But yeah, but in any case, at this point, we get to see. Mobius and Loki interacting and their first interaction is kind of funny because Loki threatens to burn down Mobius's office and you know they have these little exchanges where he's like oh this place is a nightmare Mobius is like no that's another department I'll help you burn that one down just nightmare confirmed nightmare confirmed nightmare confirmed (laughs) explain That, that, no, I, I was being I was being facetious because that's another character that was supposed to be in one division too. So I was just Ooh, I, no. I, I, was, I was really okay. did that. I did that for Anthony, and I got the eye roll I was expecting. So I'm good. <laughs> okay, gotcha. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, so Mobius is with Loki. He's taking him to his office so that they can go talk, and. This is where it starts to get a little uh, emotional, I guess, is one of the best ways to put it. Um, Mobius starts talking to Loki about who he is as a person and what he's supposed to be. And this exchange is kind of painful because Loki is still stuck on this whole, I'm supposed to be a king, I'm supposed to rule. And Mobius is telling him, no, you're, you're here to do exactly what you're doing. You're supposed to, um, you're supposed to hurt people and you're, you really have no, he's kind of like saying he, you have no purpose. And 
it it's very sad yeah it, it is very sad because he's like what he talks about the glorious what his glorious purpose and mm-hmm. he, he doesn't really have one like right right but what, when when mobius is talking to loki it tells him he said well i specialize in pursuing dangerous variants and Loki is like, oh, so me? He's like, no, not you. You're, you're, not, you're just kind of medium. You're, you're a little pussy cat. And I'm like, about a put down. Oh, he did. I'm like, what? And you know, it's 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 funny because Loki is sitting here. And he, it's like he wants to be offended because you just called him a pussy cat. So you just basically told him he's not dangerous at all. And as far as Loki is concerned, he's one of the most dangerous people out there. But at the same time, I think Loki is a little bit curious as to what's going on. Like he's trying to find out what it is that he, like what the purpose of the TVA is, why they're interfering with him. And so Mobius starts asking him some questions like, well, who are you? What are you supposed to be? And Loki is like, you know, I'm supposed to be a king. You, you wouldn't understand. And so he starts explaining um, basically what his motivations are and Mobius asked him, he's like, okay, so in an ideal world, what would you do? And Loki is like, I'd be the king of Midgard, which is Earth. Okay, so you're the king of Midgard. Then what? All the nine realms. And then what? Space? Space is big. That'll be a nice feather in your cap. But, you know, (laughs) what after that? And Loki is getting upset because it's like, you're mocking me. He was like, "Uh, mock, mock me if you dare. And Mobius is like, no, honestly, I'm kind of a fan i'm just wondering why would someone with so much range just want to rule so basically he's he's telling loki you're thinking small so i started thinking about this because again going back to the part where we first see mobius he's in a church where this dangerous variant has killed some of the minutemen the child who was in the church says that it was somebody that looked like this devil and again I'm kind of thinking it's Loki. So now you're you're talking to Loki or one version of him, the version that only wants to rule, only wants to be a god, and you're basically telling him you're aiming too low. You should go higher. Something about this doesn't seem right. Okay, so here I want to interject that I think they're basing a lot of this storyline on a series back in 2015, 14, okay. Loki of Asgard. And in Loki of Asgard, yep. Loki, this is not really a spoiler because it's over six years ago, mm-hmm. but Loki had died and was resurrected. Mm-hmm. And Loki um, had changed after he died. Like he was a different person. And um, his mother I think his mother, she sent him searching. He was sent, of course, he was on the quest to find the sword of truth. Um, it's a long story. But to make a long story short, um, he was being manipulated by himself in the future, King Loki. And King Loki was not a very nice guy. And King Loki was trying to ensure that Loki would become King Loki. Okay. And at some point, he actually, there's an issue where he actually goes into alternate universe and he sees kid Loki, himself as a kid, mm-hmm. and old Loki, 
who's like another future version of himself beyond King Loki. And they're trying to convince him that you can't change who you're going to be. But basically the series, a lot of, a lot of the times he's really fighting against himself, different versions of himself, which okay. is where I think that this show is trying to go. Mm. So, and I don't think this is a spoiler because they haven't been, they haven't been too secretive about where they were trying, where they're really trying to go with this. Okay. And it does sound a lot like um, this Loki Agent of Asgard series that was out a few years ago. Okay. It sounds a lot like it. And, and him seeing the things that happened to him, you know, in the main timeline, eventually he dies. This is essentially him being resurrected. Okay. You know, yeah, and, and, and because if it's in fact he, all these other versions of himself running around, they're not going to be as nice as this particular version, which is why he was basically like, yeah, you know, all the other ones must be aiming pretty high <laughs> because he's looking at you like, you know, you just kind of appeared on my radar. And I just want to know what your motivations are. It's basically saying, what, what is it that you want? What, what, what is it that you really want? You just can't want to rule. You got to want something more than that. Right. And that sounds a lot like the Loki from um, Loki Agent of Asgard. Okay. I just wanted to interject that because it, it, it seems to track along a similar path as to what Loki Agent of Asgard was trying to get to, which is, um, I don't know, where, where have we talked about something like this where can a person, oh, it's not. It was something that came up in Naruto. Can a person change who they are? Can they change their destiny? Can they change what everyone expects them to be? You know, like, you don't have to be trapped in what everyone assumes you are. You can actually change. And what we learned about Loki in the main timeline is he does change. Yeah, okay. So, I just wanted to say that. I, I, I don't really think it's spoilers. And it's not a theory, Michael. It's not. Yeah, sure. I mean, <laughs> I, I'm, just, I'm just letting you go. I mean, because, I mean, it could be, it could not be. Kind of seems like it, but, you know, it's fine. I'm, I'm just making observation. That's fine. I'll, I'll grab my thesaurus later. We'll talk about it. That's cool. <laughs> okay. But then we, we get to the point and, and this is the this is the part that I keep saying is emotional and sad, but we get to where Mobius is showing Loki quote unquote his greatest hits. Yeah. And it's a lot of flashbacks for us for Loki. We see him being captured by the Avengers. And then we see Phil Coulson being stabbed by Loki. And I have to say that when I rewatched the Avengers the other night and I was watching this and I saw Phil Coulson, I just got to a point where I was like so sad because Coulson was one of my favorite characters, even through all the seasons of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., he was one of my characters and it's still, you know, we, we've had this discussion before. I've said it before, how it pisses me off that Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., those characters and that that storyline wasn't incorporated into the MCU. Yes, there were certain aspects of it that made its way into the films. But as far as the characters, you know, the Avengers never learned that Phil Coulson was, in fact, alive and probably had died, what, two, three times at this point, <laughs> you know, and was brought back. So they didn't know any of that. And that kind of made me mad. But I've been hearing rumors that they may find a way to bring Coulson back to the MCU. So I don't know if that's going to happen in this show. 
but um just having to go back and watch Loki kill him again. Isn't isn't he off, I didn't see the end of, of Ages of Shield, but isn't he off in space or something? Like um that was, that was one of them. Technically speaking, and I don't know, <laughs> Lori, have you seen I'm not there, I'm not there yet, but I did peek ahead. Uh Daisy is in space. Oh okay. uh Mac is running shield, yo-yo's with Mac running shield, but they're not together. Fitz and Simmons are raising their daughter, and Colson. For the life of me, I can't remember what happened to him. Okay, so technically speaking, what season are you on, Lori? I'm in the middle of five. They just got married. Fitzsimmons just got married. They just found out. They're about to find out that Deke is their grandson, of which Fitz has the best response ever. Ah. I stopped that evil Colson or or like weird Colson who came back as like a a trucker bounty hunter kind of whatever the hell he was. That season. That's that's season six. Yeah, that's season six, and and. See, I can't say what I need to say because it will spoil some stuff for Lori. Oh, I could care less. I could care less. So, so the real Phil Colson is dead. Okay. The Phil Colson that was alive at the end of the series is actually an LMD. Mm, why would that upset me? Everything, everything, everything else is insane on the show. Basically. <laughs> I mean, that doesn't really bother. Look, I figured that when he and May went off and that he... And they were together. I figured that's when he died because they got he got that thing in him when they were on the the yep. planet, the gravel, yep. whatever the thing is. So that didn't really surprise me. Yeah, they went off so that they could be together before he passed. Yeah. So yeah. And then because of everything that was going on with the Chronicoms that came and were trying to change everything. Um, yeah, Fitz and Gemma had to put together a plan, and one of the things that they did was they brought Colson back as an LMD. Uh, okay. Yeah. Well, so, yeah. you know, like I said, that doesn't really surprise me, but I'm not, you know, that's fine. But I, I think my biggest problem is that when they do this with characters, when they're messing with time, I don't think that they do such a a bang up job as they could because they're. They've got so many balls in the air as far as different storylines. Uh, they're going to have to deal with the whole Black Panther, Chad Bozeman uh, passing away. They're going to have to deal with a lot of different things. So I think that this show is going to eventually clarify a lot of stuff because you got the Hawkeye stuff coming. Plus they're mm-hmm. setting up the Young Avengers. Plus they're setting up uh, maybe you know some stuff with Kang. So I don't know. It should be interesting. Yeah, but going back to Loki's greatest hits, you know, we see the Battle of New York and Mobius is asking him questions like, do you like hurting people? Do you like making them feel small? You know, asking all these questions, I guess, to try to elicit a response out of Loki. And Loki is like, your games don't frighten me. I know what I am. And when Mobius says a murderer, he's like, no, I'm a liberator. And then he says of eyeballs, maybe. And then we see we see him taking dude's eyeball out in Avengers, where he's you know trying to get the eyeball for a Hawkeye so they can get you yeah, know the um, the weapon that they were trying to get. And it's just you know one of the things Mobius says. He's like, yeah, I don't see anything mischievous about this because Loki is supposed to be the god of mischief. Mischief is supposed to be while you know not necessarily good. It's also not necessarily evil. It's supposed to be chaos, but with a little fun in it. It's not supposed to be hurtful. It's not supposed to be murderous. And I think this is what Mobius is saying to Loki. 
And now he's talking about his escapes. And uh, he says, let's talk about your escapes. You're really good at doing awful things and then just getting away. Again, we start playing some other stuff. And then we get into a flashback. Michael, you can go ahead and talk about this one because I know you've been wanting to Man. talk about this since you saw the possible clip of this. No, I saw I saw, I saw in... the clip on, on the previews. I was like, yes. All right, ladies and gentlemen, there's, there's a popular um, myth about this gentleman named D.B. Cooper. Now, D.B. Cooper, apparently he was on a flight from, it's either Oregon, Oregon to Washington, Washington to Oregon. It's one of the two. He's on the plane. He finds a stewardess and he slips her a note and tells her that he's hijacking the plane. So the way the story goes is that they land and they put the money on the plane. He said, he says, I'm going to kill everybody on the plane if you don't give me such and such amount of money. So they give him the money. The plane takes off again and he jumps out of the plane to escape them. Now, the thing is, they never found either him, his body, or most of the money. They found a few bills that got away here and there, but they never found the money. Now, there have been a few a few TV shows that have tried to tackle this. One of my favorite shows, Leverage, tried to ta- tackle it and, fig- and figured it out. There was another show, I think Lori mentioned, I can't remember which one it was, but the, but the way that they did this, it makes absolute perfect sense the way they did it because they put Loki as D.B. Cooper acting suave and slipping the note to the stewardess and then jumping out and saying, all right, Thor Heimdall, I hope you're all watching. And he jumps out and the, but, and the Bitfrost catches him in midair. And that shit was fucking fire. I was so psyched for that. I actually I actually did it and I was excited and Michelle was looking at me like I had lost my mind. I was like, it's D.B. Cooper. And Michelle was like, okay. I'm like, ah. I had to explain the whole thing to her too. But yes, DB Cooper is one of one is still remains one of the biggest unsolved mysteries that the FBI has never figured out. It's one of the biggest unsolved mysteries in US history. I fell out of my chair when I saw that. I was like, Ugh. yeah, best thing ever. Yeah, I think when they first released, when they released the trailer. And we saw him on the airplane talking and then we saw him fl- uh, jump out of the airplane and then the Bifrost caught him. Mike went I lost nuts. my shit. I really did. He lost his shit. He was like, oh my God, are they, are they going to make uh, Loki D.B. Cooper? Is that what's happening? Oh my God. And I was like, sitting here trying to figure out like, what, what the hell is he talking about? Because I had never heard of this. Man. So, yeah. Ooh. So apparently it's, it's like you said, it's still... Yeah, it's- it's still an unsolved mystery. Nobody knows what happened to him. All they found were like a few scattered bills, but it's like he ransomed the plane for $200,000, which is based roughly about $1.3 million in today's money. So they gave that to him in a duffel bag. That plane, he had that and four parachutes because he said he had three accomplices. So they gave him four parachutes. So he got up, he got up in the plane and he jumped out of the plane and they never found him at all. Hmm. Yeah, and and That's they did they like it like I said, Leverage did an episode, Prison Break did an episode, Prison Break. Uh, it's been it's been done. Oh, I, I want to say a couple of different sci-fi shows. Other than that, every couple of years they'll bring it out because it is one of the cooler mysteries that ever happened. So yeah, I'm surprised Quantum Leap didn't do one. That would have been it would have been dope if he would he would have jumped in he would have jumped into DC Cooper. He would have jumped Cooper, into the agent. They're like, 
Yeah, oh, he would have jumped into the agents. No, but you know, <laughs> but you're right though, because the, I think the popularity of that whole thing really didn't sort of catch on, and you're, I'm going to date myself until Twin Peaks came out and and shows oh, okay. like that. Uh, what was the one with the picket fences when stuff like that came out? When they started bringing these theories and stuff, yeah. that's when you started hearing more about DB Cooper and stuff like that. Okay, gotcha. But you know, Loki does ask a good question after that montage because, of course, Mobius is like, I cannot believe you were D.B. Cooper. And Loki says, and where was the TVA when I was meddling with these affairs of men? Because again, Loki wasn't doing this for any other reason that he lost a bet to Thor. <laughs> That's how that, that seems like a lot, a lot of things start that way with like Loki losing a bet to Thor and him, have him doing something ridiculous. Yeah. But, you know, uh, and Mobius says, we were right there with you just surfing that sacred timeline. And and he says, so that had the, the timekeeper's seal of approval? And Mobius says, well, I wouldn't think of it as approval or disapproval, that sort of. And then he stops. He's like, let's go back to the escapes. So he doesn't even explain what he means by that statement. But I kind of wondered that too. Okay, so when you say you were just surfing along the sacred timeline what does that mean does that mean that what loki did wasn't on the sacred timeline or were they just did it happen on the sacred timeline and they were just watching to see what the fallout would be and because he was never caught or anything it just they allowed it to remain the way it is like is that the reason why it's unsolved because the tva was like ah you know what no harm no foul we're gonna let that go like I have questions. Well, he wasn't, he wasn't, he, there's a difference between messing with time and just messing with people. He was being the god of mischief. He wasn't traveling in time, screwing things up. That was something that was supposed to be happening in the main timeline. Mm. So the TVA wouldn't be bothered with that because that's not what they do. He's just being, he's just being him. Yeah, I mean, look, look, he's being look the at, god look of at mischief. Like this. He wasn't, he wasn't doing anything. Look at it like this. All the atrocities that happened in the world, the TVA never stepped in because the, because the timeline never branched off. As the, the only, they only interfered when the timeline branched off. And the cartoon explained it could be anything from, from me going out and shooting somebody I wasn't supposed to shoot or me being late for an appointment. It's like it could be anything. It could be really bad or just something you don't, you don't think about as being anything like if I if I go out and I don't get in an auto accident, I should have. They could show up and like make sure I get and 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 try to reset time so that it happens. So it doesn't matter. It doesn't have to be someone. Doesn't have to be Loki killing somebody. It could be Loki just smacking somebody on the head and they get mad and go and have a bad day at work and get fired. It's basically they they basically fix butterfly effects. It's basically them going and fixing huge butterfly mm. effects. Okay, I got you, but. It, it, I don't know this conversation that they're having it, it's a lot of going back and forth between Mobius and Loki because it's, it's almost like it's kind of like Mobius is sitting there like trying to push Loki's buttons and then when Loki is not responding the way he wants him to he does something else to make Loki respond you know it's like a cat and mouse game you know and he Loki actually tries to get up and Mobius resets him back into his chair and he was like look i can pull out the big guns too and loki said i was just gonna stand up to make a point like he wasn't trying to escape he wasn't trying to go anywhere he just wanted to get up and walk around and pace and then you know mobius goes oh well you know 
you can do that if you want to. And Loki was like, well, maybe I don't want to now. And he was like, okay, that's fine. And then Loki gets up. So it's kind of like one of those things where Loki has to prove that he's going to do what he wants to do. And it's going to be the opposite of whatever Mobius is telling him to do. But Mobius is also, I feel like Mobius is playing a little bit of a game with Loki. Like, oh, okay, I know what he wants to do and he's not going to do it if I suggest that he do it. So let me suggest something the opposite so that he'll do what I, I don't know. It's just, it just seems like a little cat and mouse game right now. He's playing with him. It 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 kind of to me it kind of felt like an interview. I think it it was almost as if Mobius was trying to see where Loki's head was. Yeah. Like he was pushing he was pushing certain buttons to see how he would react. Like is it going to be volatile or is he just going to make a snarky comment? Like that that's what it felt like to me. Like he was trying to push him to see how far his what his response would be. Like you understand what I'm saying? Yeah, like, I feel like I'm repeating myself, no. but it seemed it seemed like an interview. Like, I, I he's just trying to get into his headspace to see where Loki's at because we know ultimately he's going to ask him to help him, you know, probably join the TVA. But he needs to do like a, a real psyche vow, and this is like his psyche vow. Okay, let, let me see how volatile he okay. is. Okay, okay. Let me see how amenable he is to certain suggestions, and that's why he's asking him about things like what is it that you really want what's your motivation like what do you think about like how do you feel about these things okay so he's really just trying to feel him out and see where his head's at okay yeah and then right after this um moby starts showing loki a few more things he shows him uh basically when he was in france in the avengers with the horn hat you know again that little reference and you know loki <laughs> Again, I, I feel like, okay, listening to your explanation that it sounds like it's an interview, that does make sense. Because at this point, Mobius, I feel like he's playing those games with Loki, but Loki is also falling into it. Like he's falling for whatever game, whatever trap Mobius is setting out for him. And he's getting irritated and he's starting to monologue and you know we always talk about villains monologuing or whatever and he's basically like look you guys are pathetic you're a deterrent you're a detour you're a footnote to my ascent because again this is all Loki cares about right now and Mobius is like oh okay you're gonna start taking things a little bit seriously he's like if you hadn't have picked up the Tesseract you would have been on your way to a cell to Asgard and he kind of shows Loki what his future is supposed to be at this point. And this is the future that we have actually seen. We've seen him talking to Frigga and saying, have I made you proud? And she's like, don't make this worse. And, you know, he also says the thing to her about you are not really my mother. And she's like, she says, am I not your mother? And he was like, no, you're not. And this is the part where we start to see Loki getting a little bit emotional because we know that Loki has anger towards Odin for taking him from his rightful family and raising him to believe that he was Asgardian that he's not he has he has a lot of anger towards that but we also see that he really actually loves his mother like he has been angry and he maybe mouths off to her a little bit but he's never been like really mad at her really disrespectful to her not in the way that he has with Odin 
And so when she says, am I not your mother? And he's like, no, you're not. And she says, poor Loki, always so perceptive about everyone but yourself. And Loki is having to watch this conversation because at this point, he hasn't had this conversation with her, even though we've seen it. And this is where Mobius tells him, yeah, the dark elves, they come to Asgard and you give them a detour. You think you send them to Thor, but instead what happens is they find Frigga and they end up killing her. So Loki is in some way responsible for her death and he's watching this screen and he is staring in disbelief and he's got tears in his eyes and he sees his mother dead on the ground and he thinks that Mobius is lying. He thinks that Mobius has her and he's like, where do you have her? Where is she? And he's getting very upset. And it's just one of those, like from this point to the part a little bit later where he actually figures out how to turn this thing on and you know he gets to see the rest of what his life is supposed to be like I was just sitting there at the tv screen just looking at it like y'all didn't have to do this to us in the first episode y'all didn't have to take us there why would you tear our hearts out again like that like the thing that bothers me the most about Loki is you know, he he wanted to claim his quote unquote his rightful place among the giants, but Odin saved his life. Like yep. they saw him as a weak yep. thing, and right. they just left him out there to die. And he's so self absorbed and so mm-hmm. selfish that he doesn't realize that Odin actually saved his life. Like they didn't want him; <laughs> they would have. They right. would have been happy just to kill him and be done with it. And he, don't they, doesn't he learn this at some point? And he's still this lo- angry? This Loki does, yeah. He, yeah. But he's still, it's, it's about, like his mom says, it's really about him. Yes. And he he doesn't realize how much Thor, how much Thor loves him as a brother. And Thor would do anything for him. Right. And I was hoping in that, in that video that it would show how distraught Thor was over his death. It does. But I don't think Loki really see it because after when it got to the point where we saw Thanos kill Loki and Loki has to take a moment because he realized that he is dead. He looks down at the moment where Mm. Thor crossed to his body and is crying over him. And just as he's looking back up at the screen, it says in the file. So they show that Thor is distraught over his death, but I don't think Loki actually sees it. Because he's too busy taking in the fact that Thanos killed me. And you, and you think about it. He was working for Thanos. Yeah. In the and, and again, this we have to remember that this Loki that we're seeing is a Loki that just discovered who he really was. And, and was, was still upset about right. the whole situation, which is why he wanted to rule Midgard. Yeah, I yeah, understand that. But what I'm saying is this is, this is still the same Loki that came to earth in the avengers right yeah okay right so because, in the because, avengers because he said, he's, he's the one yeah. yeah the person he was working for the person that he was communicating yeah, was with to go back back and forth with the chitauri that was thanos, was thanos so now yeah. you're looking at this screen where you see that the person that you started all of this with that that started you on this path that you have taken thus far is the person who in the end snaps your neck it is kind of like you have to sit here and think what is he thinking now this is the person who got you started on your journey the person who promised you your throne if you did this and if you did that 
And now this is the person that killed you and there is no coming back from that. What is it Thanos said? No resurrections this time? Mm, yeah. So I don't know. It's 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 like one of those it's one of those reckoning things for Loki because Mobius tells him, you lead the dark elves right to her and they kill her. And Loki is like, that's a lie. And Mobius says, no, that's the proper flow of time. And it happens again and again and again because it's supposed to, because it has to. The TVA makes sure of it. And at this point, Loki is still not believing what he says. And Mobius is still poking at him. What motivates you? What are you doing? Do you enjoy hurting people? Do you enjoy killing? It's like he keeps poking him and he says, like you did with your mother. And then at this point, that's when Loki gets really upset. He charges at Mobius and Mobius does the little reset thing. And unfortunately, because Loki threw the chair when he gets back to the reset point, he falls on the floor because <laughs> the chair is not there. He's like, look, it resets, but it doesn't. It only resets him. It doesn't reset. If, so, if something is not there, you're a shot luck. Like, it's, it's just like if he, if he were to reset him on top of a manhole cover and someone takes the manhole cover off, when they reset him, he's going to fall down into the sewer. So it just doesn't matter. It just resets him to the place, not anything else that he was right. sitting on or anything But I else. think... It was kind of hurtful, even even if this may be true, even if it may be true. But Mobius tells Loki, he was like, you weren't born to be king. You were born to cause pain and suffering and death. That's how it is. That's how it was. That's how it will be. Also, that others can achieve their best versions of themselves. That has to suck to be told that the only reason for your existence is so that other people can be better, but that's you. It's, a, it's the truth. It's a, it's a life of a villain. I mean, that that's that's what they do. He, yeah, I agree. They make... It was hard to hear, but yeah. It was hard to hear, it's true. I know, but still, it was, it was really hard to hear because... <sighs> and again, I think this is setting up where he's basically going to say, but here's your chance. To become the best version of yourself. I, this is an interview and recruitment. <laughs> he's, he's, he's literally interviewing him and recruiting him at the same time. Basically. Mm, yeah. Yeah, because this is your chance. Look at look at what happens to your life. Your pursuit of wanting to become a king leads you to nothing but ruin. This is basically a really contrived, like time travel version of this is your life. <laughs> Like, Loki, do you recognize that face? That's my mother. Yes, you had her, got her killed. Ah. That's just, it's cruel. And it's going to happen over and over I mean, again. It's, it's life. I know, I know. And I understand that. But The great philosopher Bruce Hornsby once said, that's just the way it is. <laughs> Some things will never change. <laughs> okay, I love that. <laughs> okay, Sarah, Sarah. We'll be All right. I know. But then... Um, Sorry, from the great philosopher right. Doris Day. Exactly. So anyway, at this point, Mobius helps Loki off the floor and Hunter B-15 actually comes into the room and she's like, what are you doing? You shouldn't be in here with him. And she's like, there's a situation. We had another team killed. You know, and, yeah. and she basically, she and Mobius walk out the room and as they do... Loki, now this is something I never noticed before. I had to watch it three times to see that. Shit. I actually yes. just saw it now. I have it playing in the background. So while 
Hunter mm-hmm. B fifteen and Mobius are outside talking. She's basically telling him that you know talking to that variant is a mistake, and he's like, "No, that's your position." I don't think so. And she's like, he should be reset. You know, they're going back and forth. He's like, you think everyone should be reset? I'm getting some good stuff here. Again, like you said, Anthony, it does kind of sort of feel like an interview now, especially once he says that. He's like, I'm getting some good stuff here. Like, what have you really gotten from Loki except for his smart ass attitude, his disbelief, but you also get to see a little bit, bit of emotion from him, which for most people, they don't think Loki is capable of because he's the villain. He's the bad guy. He likes doing this stuff. But again, he has a soft spot when it comes to his mother. And we know that even though he is upset with Odin and with Thor, I think that he does truly care for them. He just can't show it because he's he's got too much anger in him. So if that's the kind of thing that Mobius is looking for, he's getting that in spade. But when he goes back into the room, Loki has disappeared and what we find out is that Loki has taken the reset control from Mobius and he did it when Mobius helped him up from the floor and like you like you Mike I didn't see it the first time I was sitting there trying to I I, I saw it the first time and then when you couldn't see it whatever we don't care (laughs) it was very (laughs) no I didn't it was very very intentional his hand goes to his side and then when they go to the wide shot he puts his hand behind his back he puts it in his pocket yeah see I I missed it the first time but I wait did you did you did you freeze frame that Anthony did you freeze no, frame I, it and watch I, every I, frame I, I no so that longer, you can see what happened? I no longer exactly freeze frame anything. No. <laughs> but no, if I, you're I looking at it, it I is very not. obvious that he's taking it's something. It's very so, obvious. Yeah, but um, so Loki <laughs> Loki appears in the hallway and he's he sees the reception guy and he follows him while Mobius and Hunter B-15 are leading a team to try to find Loki. And her response is prune him on sight. And I gather from pruning, that means use your stick to make him disappear. Because we see later on, she actually tries to do that at some point. Um, And of course, Mobius is like, no pruning, just, just capture him. Loki comes into this room where there are other TVA employees, including the reception guy. And he's trying to get back the tesseract and this whole little thing this whole that little was exchange, so perfect that was like the best thing ever it's funny <laughs> and it's weird too because he he talks to the employee and the employee's name is casey and he's like okay i need the tesseract back do everything i tell you i'll gut you like a fish and casey's See, like that would be fish? me right there <laughs> okay i would be like okay wait 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 you're gonna do what but why you know explain it to and, and yeah. Loki is still trying to force him to do what he says. He was like, "Well, I kind of want to know what I'm being threatened with before." I yeah, let me get let me get it straight before I agree to this because I might I might just say, "You know what? I'm out. Never mind." You know, but no, that was the humor's priceless. Right. Like, what what exactly are you going to do? I just I just need to know what what do you actually exactly like? What does it mean to gut a <laughs> fish? First of all, what is a fish, and what does it mean when? Okay. You- also, I want to say that Hunter B15's reaction to Loki is also another clue that Loki is considered to be very dangerous because that's why I think you know they're going to be looking for other variants of Loki or a particular variant of Loki who's just very dangerous Mm -hmm. so that's why we got to prove them on site because this may have happened before 
where they were talking to Loki and he manipulated right. his way out of the situation. So they're not taking any chances with Lokis anymore. And to see like her reaction, her reaction is so like we've got to prune him now. Right. He or she. Don't take any chances. Exactly. Don't take any chances. Get get him gone like right now. Yeah. And it's like, dude, Casey is funny as shit. I mean, he and I'm it's like I noticed when I'm upon my second viewing, I noticed his shirt. And it's like his shirt is like a whole button down. It's like it's not just the collar, it's like the shirt comes up and it's like it's a one-piece shirt, it comes up and it buttons down. And I'm like, that's some weird, that's weird, but it's kind of fly. I'm kind of digging that shirt. Loki learns Loki learns something when he's like, here, take it. And he opens a drawer and it's full of infinity full stuff. Full of it. I like to die. I was laughing so hard. Like, okay, this so we get them all the time. Oh, like, that was hysterical. Like, right. And it's so funny because Loki is sitting there with his hand over it. And he's like, it's almost like he wants to touch him, but he doesn't want to touch him because, you know, they say that infinity stones cannot be held by right. regular people. And so it's like he wants to touch it and he doesn't. And he's like, infinity stones? Yeah. He's and like, I mean, they've got all of them. Uh, uh, no, they don't. Nope. Like, nope. 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 They have all of them except for the the one the the, the one vision had, the mind stone the mind stone the yellow okay no that's a that, that, that's an orange one oh, you you're damn right I did are you kidding me <laughs> look I don't have that kind of prop that's an orange stone I'm talking about a yellow stone there's not a yellow stone there's a big yellow. orange oh, one no. but it's not a yellow one that's the mind stone but but oh, that's probably yeah, one that's yeah. that's probably one that somebody has as a paperweight. <laughs> well, yeah, but see, the thing of the, the the ultimate joke is that everyone at one point in time has worked in a place where they have a really horrible lost and found, and they just have the weirdest <laughs> stuff. I remember at my job a few years ago, we get an email saying that please come to Lost and Found and return a wallet. Wait for it; it had their entire rent in cash. Who brings their rent check to work? I'm just saying. I could do one better. I was I was working as a waiter in underground Atlanta, which is like a tourist trap in downtown Atlanta. And somebody had dropped their wallet right in front of our host stand. And I picked it up literally full of fucking cash. And I was like, I looked, I was like, <laughs> uh-uh, nope. Here, here, keep that. Give I gave it to my manager. I was like, here, I don't, I'm not trying to be, be part of any of that. Yeah. I didn't take any money out of it. You just kill that, and they're going to come and get. I know they're going to come and get it. So just keep that. I did nothing to do with it. Yeah. And they came back and didn't and didn't leave me. Didn't give me any money. I was mm, like, motherfuckers! Geez. I should take it. I should have taken twenty dollars out of that motherfucker. So they didn't. Even, they were like, they just said thank you. I was like, oh, see, that's just you? that's just rude. But my yeah, so yeah, that's rude. But my thing is that lost and found because Mark used to work security for years and years and years before he started working where we're at now. And he used to work hospital security. So he would tell me stories about just about any and everything you can think of shows up in Lost and Found. So the fact that the gym showed up and the fact that the test rag is basically a paperweight, I just thought that was absolutely hysterical. Yeah, and, and, and you're right, it. Mike. The Yellowstone is not there. They've got all the other ones except for that one. Yeah. So, hmm. Okay. But yeah, so... Loki is looking at them with like wonder. He's like, "How do you? How do you have these?" And he's like, "Yeah, we get we get a lot of these. Some of the guys use them as paperweights." And it's just kind of like, and then Loki grabs one, and of course, it, nothing happens to him. 
because again, magic doesn't work in the TVA. So I'm guessing that means the time stones don't really work either. And he's like, something what, what about is this place. Like, yeah, <laughs> what the he, fuck is going like on here? he's right. looking at it like he gets kind of emotional about it. You know, he's like, what is this place? And he he's walking. He's still got the Tesseract and he's looking at everybody. He's looking at the screen and he has a sense of confusion or wonder on his face. I think it's confusion and wonder. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's like, this is something, I mean, you gotta think about it. Loki has seen all kinds of shit throughout the universe, and this is something that he has never seen before. Yeah. And this is something where, where something like the Tesseract or all the Infinity Stones, which are some of the biggest powers in the universe, they have no effect. They do not work mm-hmm. here. So he's his mind is literally blown right now. He's like, how? What the? He's like, I have no idea. What he says, is this the greatest power in the universe? And Casey's just like, well, yeah, <laughs> you know. And then, of course, here comes Hunter B-15. And she's coming at him with her pruning stick. And Loki just happens to reset himself just before she hits him but she hits the cart instead and everything disappears. <laughs> and Casey's offended because he's like, you almost hit me. You could have pruned me, but she's on a mission. She's going after Loki. So when she misses him with the pruning stick, here they go. They're, they're going looking for him again. And he's like, <laughs> Casey's like, I do not forgive you. And Loki comes back. He resets himself <laughs> back to the floor of Mobius's office. And when he stands up, he's looking at the screen and the, the Avengers are still on the screen from the last image that Mobius showed him. So he sits down and he starts playing. And this is, this is one of those scenes where I was like, don't go looking for answers that you can't handle. Right. You know, there are some things that should just be left to chance, but he rewinds, he sees the image of his mother dead and he replays it. And then you start to see the real emotion come across his face because he realizes that this may be true. He, he caused the death of his mother and he starts crying and then he fast forwards it and he gets to Odin's death where Odin says, I love you, my sons, remember this place. And he starts crying. And at this point, I'm because that's, that's, a, that's one of the few times that he's ever called that Odin never called him son. Mm-hmm. like he actually referred to him as his he's son. always and referred to him as his son though even in the first Thor movie well, he talks about his well, I think, sons I think, he's always i think there. i think i think it's, i think it's different here because it's like he actually feels he actually feels the difference of it because this is like odin's leaving so he really i mean he actually he probably feels like he really means it as opposed to all things he went through in dark world finding out that he's a frost giant and all the other stuff he probably didn't really feel it but I think here, there, he kind of felt it more so than the other But times. see, I, I feel like Odin has always tried to treat Loki as equally as he did Thor. The only difference being because Thor was older and because Thor was of Asgard, Thor was destined to rule over Asgard once Odin was gone. I don't think that had anything to do with his lack of love for Loki. Um, and I don't think he ever... I don't think he ever showed 
Thor more favoritism. I think that was more so a thing for Loki because Loki was always competing with his brother. And then once he finds out he's not Asgardian, I just think it just took on a different thing for him in his mind because even when he did all the bad stuff, Odin still mourned him when he thought Loki was dead. He still cared about him. He still loved him. So I think that was more a, a sense of perception on on Loki's part. But of course, now you're looking at this. This is from what has, well, for us, what has actually happened. But for Loki, this is what is to come in his future. And according to Mobius, the TVA restores the timelines exactly the way they're supposed to be. So what he's seeing is his future. He's seeing the genuine love Odin has. He's seeing his genuine sorrow at the fact that Odin is dying, you know, disappears and he's crying. And then it's hitting him. And then he sees Thor telling him, Loki, I thought the world of you. I thought we were going to fight side by side forever. And he looks up and he sees the, the vision of him and Thor and Valkyrie. And it's kind of like you see them getting along. You see them being together. And Loki, you know, this kind of makes him happy because I think he's always still wanted that with Thor. And then you see the scene where he tries to attack Thanos and Thanos kills him. And it's like the reality of what's going on is playing on his face and he's looking at the screen like he can't believe what he's seeing and he sees Thanos choking him and then his neck is snapped and he dies and it's just kind of like <gasps> like what did I just watch how I mean how do how do you process watching your own death knowing that this is what's going to happen because I think even at this point, he probably thought he was going to get out of it. But then when he heard his own bones crack, like I said, he nodded his head down. And so he missed that whole part of Thor crying over his body. And as he looks back up to the screen, he sees an explosion and then in the file. And this just kind of like... For someone like Loki, what do you do after that to know that that's what the sum of your life is? You you realize that you have not lived up to your glorious purpose. Right. Yeah, this is true. He has no burden. Yeah. And then at this moment, B, Hunter B-15 comes in and Loki is kind of laughing a little hysterically at this point. Not, not like the maniacal laughter, but it's one of those, <laughs> this is what my life is. I, oh my God. <laughs> you know and and she asked him she's like what's so funny he's like glorious purpose and then he goes to her they start they start to fight and he finds a way to get the collar off of himself you know he uses the reset um remote and he slaps the collar on her instead <laughs> this scene is fucking hilarious and this scene is so funny because oh i felt so bad for that poor woman i did feel sorry for her but at the same time i felt like you know what is she i don't want to say she deserved it but like you said she came into the room almost like she knew that she was dealing with a dangerous person. So her whole thing has been, we need to get rid of him. We need to pulse him. We need to basically kill him. That's what, that's what they're going to do. And even though Mobius says, no, don't do that. That's still her intent. Like when she finds him with uh, Casey, 
what does she do? She doesn't try to subdue him. She hits him. She she swings at him with her with her stick. And if she had connected, Loki would be gone, and we would mm. be mad. But instead, now Loki gets to play with her for a few minutes because every time she comes to him, he resets her, and he does this several times. And then after a while, I think he just got, gets to a point where he's just like, "Okay, stop it, stop it, stop, stop, stop it." That, that was, was hilarious. You just <laughs> and again. I'm sure, I don't know if they feel pain when they go through this. I mean, I'm sure it's irritating. I would say it's, it's probably irritating. It's not painful. It's just annoying. Yeah, but I mean, if, if you think about it, you, you've got to be expending some energy too because she's literally repeating the same thing. She's running towards him. He's making her reset. She's coming back through, you know, she's coming back through that one part and it keeps going. It keeps going. That's got to be really. That's got to be consuming of your energy, because, like you said, Mike, the way she was like, "Stop it! Stop it! Stop it! Stop it! Stop it! Stop it!" <laughs> She's probably tired. She's probably ready to pass out somewhere now. I mean, and then the last time she interrupts Casey, telling they must be directors of the TVA that he's reporting mm-hmm. everything to. And it's just like she she just looks so exasperated, like, and, and just, at that I mean I, I understand that like, that's just like ridiculous, a ridiculous like you said it's a ridiculous amount of energy to expend going back and forth and keep blinking in and out, and, and like Casey's playing, he's like he said God said he was going to cut me like a fish whatever that <laughs> is, and then she proved my card yeah, but. <laughs> Loki, um, after the last time he sends her, resets her back to wherever she goes, he sits down in the office and Mobius comes in and he has one of the sticks. And I guess at this point, he's kind of ready to use it on Loki if he has to. But of course, like I said, Loki is, I guess, in a different headspace now because he's seen what has become of his life or what will become of his life. And he knows that everything that he's that he's trying to do in the end is there's no purpose to it because he's going to die. He's going to die never having ruled, you know, all of this pursuit and all of this hurting people and killing people for this one goal he has set for himself. Moot point. You know, and you know, he asked Mobius if he can go back to his, he says, it's too late for me to go back to my timeline, isn't it? And he tells him, he was like, I don't, you know, I don't enjoy hurting people. I do it because I have to, because I've had to. And Mobius is like, okay, explain it to me. He's like, because it's part of the illusion. It's the cruel, elaborate trick conjured by the weak to inspire fear. Now, I don't think I like the fact that Loki is calling himself weak. Because I don't think he's, I don't think he's weak. I just think that he has been motivated by the wrong things and he's allowed that to take over. And then also he's one of those people that, I don't want to say he's weak. Maybe, I'm trying to think of the perfect, maybe a little insecure, but insecurity doesn't mean you're weak. You know, maybe once he found out who he was supposed to be, that he wasn't Odin's son, that he's not Asgardian, maybe that just put a little self-doubt in him. And he felt like he had to do all of these things to kind of make up for that. But I don't I don't think Loki is weak. I, 
I, I, I tend to agree with you, but I think that everything that Loki has been through, if you just look at his individual story arc, I think that he might have some questions about um, how dedicated he has been in the past to his path, because he's somebody who will use anything and everything to get to his goal, and it hasn't necessarily worked out for him. So maybe at this point in time of his life, he's thinking, well, I went, like Anthony said, instead of going right, maybe I should go left. Maybe I'll get there better, faster, stronger, whatever. I mean, that's the way I'm seeing it. I don't think he's weak. I think there's a lot of self-doubt. And I think that the, the biggest thing is that at this point in his life, especially since he knows that he died, is that he's thinking, okay, I've done all of this stuff, and yet still I'm not any closer than I was in the first Avengers movie to getting my goal, which is to be, quote, unquote, king of Asgard. Right. Right. So at this point, Loki admits the TVA is formidable. He's like, I have the Tesseract. I've tried to use it. Even an Infinity Stone doesn't work here. So what is there that I can do? I can't do anything. And Mobius tells him, he's like, look, I can't offer you any salvation, but maybe I can offer you something better. And at this point, I think Loki is a little bit intrigued because he stands up and looks at him like, okay, so what? And that's when Mobius says, you know, a dangerous variant has been killing Minutemen. And Loki says, and you need the God of mischief to help you stop him. Dude, stop referring to yourself in third person. But anyway, <laughs> and, and he asked, he was like, why me? And Mobius tells him the variant that we're hunting is dun, dun, dun. you. And Loki is like, um, I beg your pardon. Then we get another scene for um, from Selena, Oklahoma in 1858. And there's a field um, there. It's at night. You see a barn in the background. There's a lot of fog. And four Minutemen step through one of the portals. And there's like a scepter or something of some sort sticking out of the ground. And they examine it and realize that it says the time signature is early third millennium. Definitely anachronistic. And this is where they realize there's like there's gas on the ground um, or oil on the ground. And, you know, one of the Minutemen says, I think some jackass found a time machine and came back to get rich, you know, and they're like, okay, so do we need to go look for him? He's like, nah, it's not worth the paperwork. Just prune it, reset, and we'll bail. And then they see somebody over kind of, you know, in the background, it's a hooded figure. We don't see who the person is. But the person has a lantern and drops it. And of course, there's oil on the field. So the whole field catches fire. The Minutemen are killed. And one of the Minutemen actually kind of gets out of the fire. He starts crawling away. And the hooded figure comes and stops him and grabs him before he can set the reset charge. And then you see somebody picking up the reset charge and we see the hooded figure standing in some flames and then the show stops. And it's like, so we don't know for sure that that's Loki, but of, of course that's the assumption now since Mobius has said the dangerous time variant that we're chasing right. after is you. So I, you know, seeing that we've seen two scenes now where the time variant has killed the Minutemen 
and has stolen the reset charges. I'm wondering if Loki is stealing the reset charges so that he can go back and reset his life so that the things he is seeing that's supposed to come to pass oh. won't happen. Mm. Or is that me not understanding time travel again? No, that, that could be a possibility. That's a solid theory. I like that. Um, real quick, um, the reason they went back to 1858 is right, I don't know how late it is in 1858, but in Salina, Oklahoma, on that spot, a guy named John Ross was digging for salt and he accidentally hit a vein of oil. So what was on the ground was oil, not gas. So that's right when they mm-hmm. they first discovered oil in in that part of Oklahoma. Okay. That 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 is a solid working um, theory observation. Say, it. Theory. Say the word. Say the word. <laughs> Say, it. Say it. He almost said it. He almost said it. <laughs> that's pretty solid. I like that. Uh, I like that idea. But oh. see, then again, that uh, again that that has so many questions now because if he's resetting because he's taken at this point we know of two reset charges that have been stolen the one that was stolen from france and then this one that was stolen in oklahoma so how many reset charges is he going to steal and what exactly is he going to reset it's, it could be maybe maybe this loki is just pissed off at everything you know and and has decided everything should burn I mean, he was literally at that point in, I think it was the Avengers, maybe. Um, later, he was like, no, when he was in the cell, when he was locked up and he was pretending that his cell looked nice. It was dark world. But in actuality, his cell was a mess. Yes, and, because because he had, um, I guess he had messed up his cell in anger once he found out that his mother yeah. had been killed. And, mm-hmm. and so it's possible that this Loki is in that headspace now and just wants to destroy everything. Because what's what would be the purpose of having the pruning charges if you aren't pruning timelines unless your intention is to get rid of... I don't know. Because he could be maybe doing different timelines or try to get things to be the way he wants them to be. Like maybe he's trying to stop things from happening change things in his life i wonder if he's gonna because yeah. it doesn't feel work like, he gets to I, prune it and go to another one yeah i feel like one of the things that he's probably going to try to reset is his mother's death i think he's going to try to go back and but i'm also that. trying oh, to avoid speculating any further you don't want to you mean theorizing yeah we understand i said but, speculating you know, not theorizing mm-hmm. theorizing mm-hmm. yeah sure but you know, it's it's funny because going through the end credits, you know, you get to see like different little images from around the TVA. Michael, I think we didn't see the yellow stones because they are the ones that are actually being used for paperweights because I've seen two of them right. in the closing credits uh-huh. so far. Uh-huh. I saw that one. Yep. There's also an apocalyptic event mm-hmm. report that yep. of course I can't see any of the um the writing, it's kind of blurry. They had some cool visuals. I, I, I really like what they did with the visuals. I, like I said, I work in a place that pretty much looks like that daily. So it was like, oh, I remember that. Oh, I miss that. Oh, I remember that. Yeah. The, if they bring out that damn file, and Hanako, you know what I'm talking about. If they bring out one of those old school 
filing letter holders, you know, the kind where you have to alpha and put in the, to put yes. in the, you know which one I'm talking about? I hate those things. Yes. <laughs> I think I still have one of those oh. around my office. Somewhere. Oh, those things are death because that shows actually how good you are because you have to be able to alphabetize and put those in it to put it in the cabinet. <laughs> and also in the end credits, those, those pictures of Loki mm-hmm. In one of the mm-hmm, scenes, mm-hmm. one of the shots, those were all in different files, mm-hmm. file folders. They weren't from the same file folder. So, hmm. Okay. But yeah, you know, I. And yes, Michael, I did freeze frame that shot. <laughs> ah! Aha! <laughs> all right. Oh, Look, baby steps, baby steps. It's cool. It's cool. <laughs> but, um, you know, I actually did go through all of the credits to see if they were going to give us any end credit scenes, but I think it's a little too early for that. We'll probably get some in some of the later episodes because I think I want to say this one is another eight episode series. It's six. It Oh, it's only six. Oh, okay. That's so, what I heard. It was six. Okay. So they, correct me guys if I'm wrong. Oh, okay. So I just want to tidy. I just want a tidy timeline t-shirt. <laughs> Yeah, I want, I want, I want those. I want like a like a magnet or sticker set with um Miss with Miss Miss um, Minutes on it. Yeah, but I I enjoyed this first episode, but it was a lot of fun. It was a lot of fun, but it does it does leave me with a lot of questions. Again, time travel is one of those things that it's fun to watch, but when you actually sit and think about the logistics of it, it hurts your head. It does. And I know people, look, I, I apologize for the people who have listened to this and they're like, what the hell are they talking about? Because I'm still trying to figure it out. I'm still trying to figure out how all of this works together. I'm sure things will be a little bit clearer as we get further into the series and we see exactly what the dangerous time variant Loki is doing. And, you know, I guess once we figure out why that Loki is doing it, then maybe we'll kind of get some answers as far as how this is going to affect the MCU timeline and and what's going to happen. Because I'm just like, I can't theorize because I have no idea what's going on. And I I actually like that because I have no expectations. I just want to see the story unfold and, and, and try to figure out exactly what's going on. That'd be awesome. I, I, like I said, I think this is potentially going to be one of I mean, they've continually one-upped themselves. Like, WandaVision was really good. Falcon and Winter Soldier, to me, was out of this world. Mm -hmm. This right here, and I think this is probably going to, out of the three, this one is going to do more to set up this new universe than the other two did. Yeah. I think that this this is really going to set up a couple things. It's probably going to set up Doctor Strange, Multiverse of Madness. Is definitely going to set up quantum um, Ant Man and Ant Man Quantum Mania. Quantum Mania. I mean, uh-huh. I mean it. I mean it could. It could. I mean it could have some do with secret invasions because when Loki was first brought in, there was a scroll there as a variant. So there's something. So that could it could have something to do with that the secret invasion too. Mm. So I mean, it's like it, this. This could really open a lot of doors. I'm I am 100 on board and looking forward to it. Um, okay. 
Real quick, um, a little background on Mobius. In the comics, he prosecuted the Fantastic Four for legal time use of continuity theft. Um, but while they were on trial, he had ended up letting them escape and some files got damaged. Um, he almost got demoted, but he actually sought employment with the Kang dynasty. And when he did that, they ended up giving mm -hmm. him a promotion so that he wouldn't leave. So Kang, I think there's a possibility that Kang is definitely, we're definitely going to see some version of Kang conquering this. When he got his promotion, he actually became a judge in the TVA and he worked the case against She-Hulk because she, she actually warned a time-displaced Hawkeye of his impending death. So she got brought in as a variant and was on trial. Um, then a villain named Clockwise hijacked the retcon, which is which is those weapons that they're used. They're called a retroactive cannon, or it's, it's, it's similar to what it is. It's called a retcon. So uh, Clockwise came and got that and killed all the judges except for Mobius. Um, She-Hulk stopped him, and Mobius and actually ruled in her favor in exchange for taking one of the villains back to her timeline. So that's a little background on him. Um, when when um, Loki was on trial, he would um, before he got found guilty, she said, do you plead guilty? Right at the end, and he said, I'm guilty of this, and tried to do magic, and he didn't <laughs> yes. do anything. <laughs> so I was like, oh man, Loki's having performance issues. That's terrible. Look yeah, that. That, that's exactly what it looked like, too. It was hilarious. <laughs> I mean, he, was just, he was just like shaking his arms straight. I was like, yeah! Nah! And Hunter B-15 is like... <laughs> <laughs> that was freaking awesome like, um what are you doing what are you trying to shout do? out also shout out to Josta soda that's the soda that that mobius was drinking when he was interviewing him um for those of you who don't remember boys and girls Josta soda is akin is akin to jolt jolt cola and surge and stuff like that it's one one of the first cola it was in it was infused with um guarana um it's actually it's actually a it's a it's a cola that is like an energy booster. It's basically Joe Cola with like, with like stuff that's in power in, in like Powerade and um, was it Power Water, whatever this is called. But yeah, it's it's an actual soda, and they brought it back for this. So apparently, you can get anything you want from any timeline if you work for the TVA. So I thought that was. <laughs> Yeah. That's awesome. I I actually expected when when Loki was going through all that stuff and got his fine his rich Asgardian leather shredded and kept falling, then signed the papers and falling. I kept expecting them saying, "I've been I've falling been for thirty minutes." Yeah, I was or expecting so. I don't, or I mean, probably can say thirty minutes because you know time. As, as the as the great the great uh, philosopher Morbius says, time works differently in the TV because <laughs> he had no idea. <laughs> He had no idea how long he'd been there either. Um, and one last thing, um, and when they first went to get him, the two the two people behind B fifteen, their their retcons were orange, and hers was purple. I think the orange is the one when they when they used to prune when it disintegrate somebody, and the purple is the one they used to knock somebody knock somebody into next week or slow them down. <laughs> so I think. The way she did when so, she yeah, punched him it. in the face and when she hit him in the face, that scene yeah. was probably one of the best. That that was like the best little 30 seconds of any scene ever. That's just true. watching his face do what it did. That was crazy. Also, quick question. What church has it has a stained glass window with Satan on it? 
Church of Satan. Like, come on now. Like, I'm just saying. Well, you know, the, the way they the way those artists in the 13th, 14th century used to do stained glass windows is they told the story. Well, yeah. yeah so it would have been I mean, part they, of the Yeah, story. because there were other stained glass windows in yeah. that um in that church. It it, it would have been part of the story because they, they it was sort of propaganda, sort of instructional. Okay. I mean I could kind of see that, but it just seemed, it just seemed weird that they were in the church and there's a big huge stained glass window of Satan standing there. Like, no, that, that's not. I mean, it seems weird, but it's not uncommon. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, I, re- yeah, no. I guess I didn't think about like especially that. in that's older, really especially in older churches right. around that time. Yeah, that actually makes sense. Yeah. But see, now I want to know what was on the other stained glass window, so I may have to go back and freeze for. It could because it could tell it could tell like the the fall of Lucifer. Right, like, right. Could, could, and that's what what he ended up being. Yeah. Yeah. Mm, okay. Um, any thoughts on the first episode of Loki? It was awesome. I thoroughly enjoyed it. I loved every single minute of it. There wasn't too much talking. Uh, there wasn't uh, a gross amount of uh, action where nothing took place. I mean, it it was it was probably the best pilot of the three and i thought for a while that the wind falcon and the winter soldier pilot was pretty good um both were yeah. better than wandavision even though it was cute um i want to see a lot more out of this but i just i it, it, i laughed the entire time i understood it and I, I just thought it was excellent well done yeah they also showed a lot of the things they showed in the previews like a lot over 50 percent of that was in this episode so we actually know that there's going to be that there's actually a lot that that's going to happen that we probably don't even know about yet. So I like I like mm-hmm. the fact that they did it. It's just like the in game in game trailer where everything in the trailer happened in the first twenty five minutes and nothing and you didn't know anything else that was going to happen after that. It's mm-hmm. like that realization is actually pretty cool. Um, yeah, I, I thought it was kind of I thought it was fun. I really enjoyed it. Um, it it's interesting because to me it's like a combination of WandaVision and um, Falcon and Winter Soldier because Falcon and Winter Soldier was more witty with words and WandaVision was sight gags and this was sort of like a combination of sight gags and and the wit mm-hmm. you know the side comments and cutting people down and then of course you know with the reset button the reset switch and the collar all the sight gags it was it seemed like they're just i think i think it was mike who said it earlier they're just building on what they've done before right and and i, and I really like that i think this, this that says a lot for this show and i think it has a lot of potential to be really good yeah i'm excited to see where it goes i i, I really hope they keep these they they keep this energy though keep keep up with mm. the humor keep up right. with the even though it's sad to see, I, I want to see some more of the emotional moments from Loki because even in the other films, even when he's being evil, you do get to see a little bit of a more human side to Loki, if I can say that, even though he's not human, but you do get to see a little bit of that. So I do want to continue to see that with his character. And then, right, you know, if if he's setting up, you know, if he's still in reset charges to 
reset his life, I will not be mad because I'm still like in disbelief that they actually killed him in Endgame and like there was no coming back for him. There was no resurrection. Like at the end of the movie, I know I and several other people were all like, so Loki is really dead? Like, right. for, real, for real? He's really dead? Huh. So if they find a way to fix that so that we can get Loki in some other movies, because there's still supposed to be, what, two more Thor, Thor movies? At least one. There's yep. supposed to be one after Love and Thunder. So, um, yeah, we, we need him to, to go back to his brother. So I, I, I want to see them fix that in this show. I mean, they're about, you know, timelines and and nexus events and all this stuff yeah let's let's go ahead and fix that bring loki back to life for good (laughs) but on that note um that's going to be it for our show you can find us online at www.fandomhybrid.com we are on social media on facebook instagram and twitter at fandom hybrid you can listen to us on spotify apple Podcasts, google Podcasts, stitcher iHeartRadio, and other major podcast streaming platforms Thanks for listening. We hope you join the conversation next time.